This is we're going to Nintendo Main. We're going to do our Midwest Gaming Classic preview, and we have Corey on as a guest to come and talk about PAX East. Do you like to play games? I gotta buy more games sometime. Apparently, I don't like to play games. Nintendo Main episode 116, 116. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. Bad news wasn't skip of the week for me, Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Already spending that MGC cash, Mikowski. Yeah. <laughs> I'm John, preparing for MGC in spirit knitter. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is our MGC preview episode, which we'll, which we'll do for our intro. And we also have a big section at the, you know, our topic is PAX East, and we have Corey on. Corey Durig from uh, Nintendo Power Block. He was actually there. Then he talked to a bunch of people about a lot of cool games and stuff like that. So that'll be in our second half. But Yeah, you got to talk to some devs and stuff. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. But, you know, in our first part, let's talk about what games we've been we've been playing or what games we've got and all that. Uh, I'll go first and talk about my middle name. Uh, I, w- I bought Bad Dudes, uh, even though uh, later at the Nintendo voice chat said that that was a skip of the week. But whatever. I, 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 I bought it. I played through it in like a half hour. And it's, uh, you know, it's an arcade. Like, I don't think... Uh, if I was going to say a skip of the week, I wouldn't do it for like an arcade recreation because I think that's mm-hmm. cool, you know, because I like retro stuff. Like, that's, I think skip of the week is more for things that like shovelware. Like, I don't think that's necessarily yeah. shovelware. Just because the game hasn't necessarily aged as well, it's still only eight bucks. And, and I used my points for it. So I only spent like $3 on it. So it wasn't really like, didn't, didn't really like put a hole in my bank account or anything like that. And I enjoyed you're it. For- also, you're also sh- showing your support for a virtual console. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, I bought it. I play. I did my stream. Like, I beat it in a half hour. There's a bunch of different like options you can do on there. It's weird. You can set it to like look like it's being played through a through a VHS, which is really strange. Like, you make it look like it's played through a VCR. You know, there's like that setting on there. But it's you like know I did back in the day. You know, I always yeah. like you know play my games on a VHS tape. You know, record <laughs> them first and then pretend to play it again. <laughs> well, no, but uh. But I had all my stuff running through the VCR so I could record it, like, if I found a cool stuff. It's a cool thing, you know. Back in the day before the internet and all that, which if only I would have known, I would have, like, tried to put those Let's Plays out early. Because I was making Let's Plays in high school. You know, I even recorded myself I recorded myself playing Mystical Ninja and gave it to a kid that expressed interest in Mystical Ninja in my art class. I totally recorded and put it on a tape and gave it wow. to him. Because I was that... Do you was, still have old videotapes of yourself playing... Video games back then. I don't know. Record over all those. Lose those. I don't know where they are. I mean, I made a bunch at my mom's house. They might still be there, but I don't know. I don't know if I like fully if I like marked them well enough or not. But I did record a bunch of shit. But a lot of them I like gave to people. I was like, here, here's some footage of this game that you kind of want to want to buy, but you don't. You're not sure of. Like here, here's me playing it for a while. You know, like it was early Let's Play stuff. But I did have one of those kids was Per Schneider, and he got the idea to found (laughs) IGN. Wow, video game videos. Wow. Yeah, I went back in time when he was a kid and then and gave him a cassette tape. And I was like, here, man, uh, <laughs> here, 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 look at these cows from Earthworm Jim 2. It's really cool. 
you know. No, I did actually well, use. Why don't you peer at this? Yeah. <laughs> in my broadcasting class in high school, I actually did use a lot of recorded video game stuff. Like I used footage from GoldenEye and I used those cows from Earthworm Jim and, and uh, Mario Kart. And even I tried to put some Doom stuff in there, too, but they said it was too weird. So it ended up not making it past the uh, I couldn't make it on there because it was too bloody. Because I wanted to do uh, – because, you know, we would show, like, what the menu was for lunch and school. And I and I yep. wanted to have, like, the guys exploding in the background of Doom, <laughs> like, while we were talking about food. And they wouldn't let – that one didn't fly. So, uh, I can't uh, – Chili for lunch today. Couldn't, couldn't, do, couldn't do that one. You know, you know, like, the little – the the blood body parts that come down yeah. where, like, <laughs> makes that little uh, – yeah. Yeah. I was going to use some Doom 64 stuff for that, but that that didn't fly. So, you know. Whatever. I think I tried to put some Quake stuff in there too, and they didn't. They wouldn't do that either. But fun times with with VCRs. Anyway, you can get you can get bad dudes and remember when you used to play through a VCR if you really want to. I don't know. It's cheap. It's eight bucks. Yeah. I'm just I'm just supporting the idea of re-releasing arcades. So that's kind of yeah, what really I, they when made I went it the skip of the week. That's kind of harsh. They made it, they made it the skip of the week. I mean, I, I they did. Yeah, bad dudes. I don't know why skip of the week seems like a waste of time to me. Unless like why I so. why why make a big deal out of something that people shouldn't I don't know I yeah. think Janet said something like that on yeah. NBC but I definitely agree with that like why waste the time to talk about something not worth I mean, wasting time on there I mean there's almost like twenty games that release every week on the Switch it's like there's like ten skips of the week every week you know it's like uh-huh. I think it's more interesting to say like what the I mean they do say what the pick of the week is and all that but yeah. there's a lot of skips I mean, maybe, of the week like you can tell you can tell shovelware easily on there you know like. Like that no thing game that was like two dollars. It's like who cares? That's a two dollar game. If you bought it, big deal. You know, if you only had two yeah. bucks, then I'm sorry that you spent it. On like when I bought, Switch I bought game. Energy Invasion for five bucks yeah. that time, and it was like it's not a very good game, but it was five bucks. Yeah, I mean, if it's right. something that's like forty that really sucks, I guess that's worth mentioning. But I don't know anything under ten dollars that like may not be great. I don't think it's necessarily worth mentioning. But whatever. And I wouldn't want to like you know it's it's, it's kind of harsh because sometimes these these people making games are you know two or three man teams and they it's just kind of accomplished accomplishment to get something out there to me yeah. the only I, I i see i see the value in calling out a truly like offensively bad game like if well, some, like someone's just trying yeah. to like cash in or whatever you right know? Mm. but that's a once in a while thing i don't think that's a weekly thing i think when something is ho- so horrendously offensively bad where it's obvious they're trying to take people's money yeah sure like if it had like a shit ton of DLC in it or something like that, which I don't know yeah. if any, any yeah. games would do that, but that's the best example I could think of. In some way, like, yeah, in some way, like, tricking you into thinking you're getting a better experience yeah. than you are. Yeah. Uh, or, but if yeah, someone's yeah. going to the trouble, a uh, small team, of making a game, I don't want to, like, kill their buzz or whatever. You know, they got probably celebrating the office. Hey, we just got a game on the Nintendo eShop. I'll say, know? I and mean, they see the skip I don't of the week and the they're, they're on there. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think. I mean, I don't think a, a re-release of Bad News is really one I don't that think you Grisla should like. Would uh, care that much, actually, but that you should go against. But if it's something that's obviously just like thrown up there to try to get people to buy it, you know, then like that Dragon Blaze game, I mean, that's probably more of a skip than uh, Bad Dudes or like Urban Trial Playground. I mean, there's all sorts of crap yeah. on here, like animated jigsaws. Bad Dudes. Me, me, I remember it as kind of it was a lesser Double Dragon. You know it. It was kind of like the onslaught of enemies would come on. At least I'm, I'm judging from the NES version. That's all, all I've ever played. Mm-hmm. But I just remember they would just keep coming and coming. And yeah. There was no like sort of rhythm or or I felt the the depth that a double dragon had. Mm. But what bad what bad dudes did have was the overt ridiculousness. I mean, it's called bad dudes, and then you mm-hmm. had, of course, the president has been kidnapped by ninjas. Yep. Are you a bad mm-hmm. enough dude to rescue the president? Yeah. It's the single greatest cutscene. 
in game history, I think, <laughs> just for its brevity and or just like uh, that. Uh, yeah, I would say boom. I would say it was a parody of itself. Like it was yeah. a self aware parody, like way early on. It was. Or, yeah, it, it comes across that way at least. Yeah. Well, in the arcade version, again, I didn't play it, but I saw videos. I did. It was, <laughs> you know, President Ronnie was kidnapped, and he was, like, eating hamburgers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Ronald um, Reagan's totally in it. I mean, it's not, I don't think they refer to him as Ronnie, but he totally looks like Ronald Reagan. No, no, they refer, they referred to him at one point as Ronnie. Yeah. President Ronnie, yeah, yeah. Watch my video on YouTube. You can find out. It's on there. You can see, like, because uh, I, I think they might have mentioned it at some point. But I did play through the whole thing, and I streamed it, and it's on YouTube. So you can watch it. Didn't get as many views as Double Dragon, of course, but what does? Whatever will. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I played through it. It's it's fun for what it is. But uh, speaking of stuff that's not skip of the week, I want to talk some news real quick, and hopefully one that John will actually get. You know that uh, South Park's due out in two weeks, so right around the two corner. Two weeks, eh? Yeah, South Park. Fra- I'm hoping they'll pull surprise butthole. and give me that stick of truth for free. Yeah, yeah. Like stick if, of truth if they is do cool. that. It's a shame that they're they do not. That, I would absolutely. Yeah, it's a shame that they're it. not yeah. including that in there. Like since they did, or as, as far as we know, they aren't. But also, the game has not been shown. It's not on the. It's not on the shop yet. But if you go to like, if you go to GameStop or you look it up, the release date is the. Uh, what is it? The twenty. It's the Tuesday after next Tuesday. It's uh, the twenty fourth. Is the is the release date for South Park? So it's around the corner. It's in two weeks. I'm probably going to get it no matter what. But there's also another release before that that we haven't really talked much about. But Labo comes out that Friday before there as well. Yeah. Real soon. I don't know if you guys are, uh, what you guys are planning on doing for that. I kind of want to get the variety one. I'm not going to get the robot one, but the variety, the variety one has the remote control car and the and the piano and all that stuff in there. So that'd be the fun one to play around with. But we got that one coming up in the uh, future here. For yeah, that'll be basically the way I feel about Labo now. I wish I'd ordered it when I had money because now I don't have any yeah. expendable <laughs> cash after purchases and stuff. So like, uh, man. Labo, I might have to wait a couple weeks on that. You yeah. just get started on your cardboard creations now, regardless. That's true. <laughs> well, you my won't cats ha- have been helping me out with my Amazon boxes. They they've made custom cat creations with their teeth. Yeah, I was gonna say, but you you won't be able to. Uh, you won't ha- you won't have the software that helps you like move them around and all that. You'll just have to you know just put but your that's true. Just put your Joy Cons in cardboard and just imagine that it's a keyboard that plays stuff. You know. Or that it's I think piano. this could kind of backfire for Nintendos, and kids are going to be like, "Cardboard is great. No more video games. <laughs> yeah. I just like make stuff, whatever I'll I just want." Use some old cell phones, and then use the vibrate function and send each, send emails to each other <laughs> to make it vibrate. I was going to say, like, you uh, could just, I'll, uh, get, I'll get creative with my technology I already have. <laughs> I'll just learn to make my own switch out of cardboard. I'll put a WarioWare twisted inside of it, and somehow integrate that into the game. Yeah. It'll end up like you'll just be like a cat. You'll just sit in a, just sit in a cardboard box. That's all you need. I mean, it doesn't even need uh, to do anything. You know, you're just sitting there, and that'll be your place, and that'll be everything. That is that's uh, what all you'll need for the rest of your life is just sit in a cardboard box. It's the fun, the fun of that. But you know, there's the obvious weed joke with the uh, Labo on 420. I'm sure we talked about it when we originally of course. had the uh, Labo episode. But yeah. you know, it would be nice to have it on that day, if anything, just for the silly pictures or whatever. But I still think I'm going to wait a little bit on Labo. I'm going to be overloaded from MGC. I'm just, I don't, I don't think I need yeah. some cardboard on top of it all. I want to get it because I want us to do a Labo episode and I'll probably be the only one that buys it. <laughs> so so, you're want, talk so about you it. actually do want to get it on the day? I'm planning on it, yeah. So we can yeah. talk Which about it that week after. Are you getting the the multi kit? I just said I'm getting the, I'm getting the variety one that has the, that has the uh, remote control car and the, 
piano in it. Oh, right. You did just say that. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I want. I don't care about the robot. There's only two versions. And the robot one's like 80 bucks because it's huge. But the variety one is 70 which is still kind of expensive. But I don't know. I kind of feel like I need to get it just because it's out. You know, and I want to make a fucking piano. I want to play, play on my fucking cardboard piano. That's what I want to do. So that's my plan. We'll see how MGC goes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. It's but, a lot to take in all at once. And then, yeah. Have you guys played anything new this week? I know I knew you said you hadn't, John, but the basically the only real new thing I've played. I did. I played something new. Yeah. Well, I played a. I played. I played Bad Dudes, but I also like streamed a couple things. I've been streaming uh, more Dragon Quest Builders. Made it through the second. Made it through the first level to um, through first chapter to the second chapter. So that was pretty rad. Played played that game. So if you guys are you know check out check out my Twitch stream, you can find that. Hoping to get through that game. To, you know, before, so you play, uh, so uh, had you played that far in the PS4 version? I never played the PS4 version. Oh, I thought you had for some reason. No, I played. So you, I played oh, the it's demo. Your first time getting this far. Okay. Yeah, I played the demo on the PS4 version. That was it, and not even all the way through. I just played it a little bit. But no, I never bought the PlayStation 4 one. Um, so yeah, I got to the second chapter, and what's really interesting about uh, Dragon Quest Builders is like you go through all this shit and you have all this stuff, and then when you beat the first level, you lose everything. Like it takes, or when you beat the first chapter, you lose all your shit. It takes all your shit away from you. Wait, why? And transports you to a new level because that's not uh, how you build. I I don't I don't know. This is how it is, and I kind of like that. It's like all like self contained. Like you'll fight a giant boss at the end, and then that world, and you'll leave the town that you've created, and then you go to a different area, but you lose all your shit on the way there. Like you still remember how to make stuff, but you lose all your items and weapons and stuff. Can you go back a different and visit level. your town, or is it just gone? I mean, you can visit it in your saves for Chapter 1. Like, they all, oh, they all okay. save in different areas. Like, like if you saved a bunch of times for Chapter 1, they won't be there for 2. Like, you can go... They're, they're almost like different games, you know? But there's also... You unlock shit for a regular thing where you can just build stuff and, you know, like, have... You know, and show it, share it online and stuff like that, like Minecraft. Like creative mode. Yeah, you can do that. There is a creative mode, but I haven't done that at all. But for the story, yeah, once you make finish the story, you go on to the next chapter, and you just lose all your shit and start all over again. But the chapters are completely different. Like all the like all the enemy characters are different. Like the levels are different. So it's cool. There was some new uh, there was some new news about uh, Dragon Quest Two actually that I forgot, or Dragon Quest Builders Two that I forgot to mention last last week. But uh, they showed like the two. The like the female male version of the of the main character for it. The new character, I guess, is a descendant of the builder from the original one. And you start off on some uh, island somewhere that's completely devoid of everything, but they haven't explained why it is. It's not like the darkness of the first one, like how that's a different ending from the original game and all that. So they mentioned some of that stuff. I know this one will have swimming. You'll have like a uh, you'll have like a whatever you call it a like like Linkhead. You basically have one of those uh, floaty things. A parasol or whatever, yeah. So you have one of those to float around, which is really nice, and you can swim too because you can't do either of those in this one. So there, there was a little bit of stuff unveiled for that one that I forgot to mention last week. Nice. I also forgot to mention that uh, what was it? Uh, Wild Guns remastered is coming out next Tuesday, oh, the seventeenth. Cool. Wild Guns was a Factor Five game on Super Nintendo. It's like kind of one of those that's considered uh, hard to find. It's like a it's like a western, and you um. If you ever played the old Punisher game on NES, it's kind of like that, where you walk around and shoot stuff, and you get and you can dodge, and it's kind of like an early early version of uh, uh what, of, yeah, Sin and Punishment. That's what I was really? trying, that's what I was, thinking I was just of. guessing. Yeah, it's almost like an early version of that. But there was an HD version of that game that was released on PlayStation Four, and now it's coming to Switch next Tuesday. Oh, okay. So I'm excited about that. That was actually on a list that I read for uh, stuff to get on the Wii Shop before the Wii Shop closes. Was Wild Gun. So if you haven't gotten that one. 
don't, you know, because then you can just get the HD version when it comes out. Yeah, I saw I saw money sitting in my account. Yeah, so there's that that I that I forgot it to mention. It was originally last an arcade, arcade game, right? Wild like guns? I don't think so. No, it, it was, was originally actually a wild gun. It was actually yeah. a, it was originally a, a a real event where some cowboys <laughs> shot a bunch of like. <laughs> crazy robot monsters like it, it's it's in your history books you probably learned it in school you know so they they only they don't teach it as much anymore but it really happened you know i was i, I learned about it yeah, you know as a kid no yeah, the government <laughs> hiding things yeah, yeah. no well, i know yeah they hide everything they just don't tell you about uh how crazy the wild west was with giant robots yeah the yeah, government's maybe. like, make that into a Super Nintendo game. Then they'll never believe that it actually happened. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Factor 5, they knew about it. That's why they're not a company anymore. The the government shut them down because of that Super Nintendo game. Like, way after they, all their, their Star Wars They became stuff. Factor 51, and you, you know where they went. <laughs> No, I don't know where they went. Don't don't come don't come get me, government. I don't know where Factor Fifty One <laughs> is. I swear it's not there. There are a couple other. I just want to say a couple news things real quick, and then we'll talk about MGC. Or do you want to talk about? Uh, oh yeah, well, I was, was going to talk about what I bought. I yeah, talk about where we were on. Yeah, talk about what you want. I got distracted by the Dragon Quest Builder stuff. What did you get this week? And what have you been playing, Jeremy? Well, so first off, before I say what I bought this week. I did forget a game last week, which was pointed out by a listener, uh, that I had purchased uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time on the Switch. Oh. I forgot. I bought that. I I didn't mention it last week. Mm. But it's a fun co-op game. It's really hard. Um, If you've played an affordable space adventure, it's a little bit like that, but more like action-oriented. So not as... I mean, I know affordable space adventure is action-oriented, but it's also kind of more like a puzzle game. Yeah, there's a lot of this is and this stuff. is straight up like you got to run to your stations and shoot stuff and deploy the shields and you spend a lot of time like defending and attacking and there's a little bit of puzzle but it's mostly moving from area to area and doing lots of shooting but it's fun I recommend it uh, I think it was fifteen bucks or twenty I can't remember but uh, it's a good co-op game um, then I when I said earlier I said that I spent my MGC cash. Um, spent it some all of it. already. <laughs> I spent some of it. I was trying to find it. So Jeremy Parrish is going to be at the with Retronauts at the uh, MGC, and he's going to have. I guess he's just kind of casually saying it. Maybe it's a world record of most baseball participants on the original Game Boy game, but uh, the original Game Boy system with the original game. Mm. But uh, I was looking for a Game Boy Link cable, so I went to Disc Replay, and they had Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. So I bought that. Yeah, for how for much 20, did you get it? Yeah, twenty five bucks. It was a good deal. Yeah, that's that's crazy good. I mean, I, I now, that gr- one. I granted, would... it's disc only. It didn't come with the original case. Oh, I thought I thought it came with. Or no, it was it was it their own made case. Yeah, it's that it's that weird ass disc replay case. But I did also get Star Fox Adventures, and it is in its original case. Oh, okay. Or it's, well, that was what, it's seven bucks. Six. Six. Too much. Yeah, it, it was the greatest hits edition. So I guess it's not quite as rare as. It's older brother, but way too expensive. Star Fox Adventures should have got it for fifty cents. I'm I'm kidding. I haven't played Star Fox Adventures in a while, and it'd be interesting to return to it and find out if we hated it as much as we did when we originally played it. Yeah, I haven't played either of those games recently, um, but I know Paper Mario. I've played that enough that I'm probably gonna be super familiar with it when I play it again. I've played through that game three or four times. I really it's like a great it a game. lot. Yeah. Then also, I it, it's not a game I paid for, but. I saw a lot of buzz about it online the other day, so of course I hopped on the hype train, put a video up on YouTube, actually, uh, of Jelly Mario. Oh yeah, you did play that. I watched it. I watched your video on there. It's like a two and a half levels, or like one and a half levels. Yeah, because yeah, the second would, level doesn't really one end. one and a half levels. Yeah, yeah it's like, uh, it's weird. It's it's like pretty much kind of like 
touch fuzzy, get dizzy, but like everything's like that, and you can't like land on anything, and you can't like kill anybody, and you can't collect coins. Uh, there's no power ups. There's no coins. Yeah, it's really I would call it a tech demo more than anything. Yeah, with the exception of like running into enemies and dying when you do. There's only a, I think two enemies, two to five enemies per like screen. Mm-hmm. So you're you're not even like seeing very many of them. Um, mostly you're just like trying to make these weird ass controls work. And basically, uh, I guess I should describe it if people haven't played it. It's on our YouTube channel. Maybe we'll put a link on this description as well. But uh, it's like it's just it runs in your browser. So if you have a Windows computer, I'm not sure if it works on Apple. I've only tried it on Windows um, through Chrome. So maybe it's through the Chrome extension. I don't know. But uh yeah, it's it's the original Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Uh World 1 1 and then uh, like half of World 1 2. But instead of just running through it like normal, you're you're like a you move like a jellyfish, but you're still Mario and everything's kind of like yeah, bouncing around floating in a weird limbo. The the music sounds like touch fuzzy get dizzy like you like you said Trey. Mm. I think that's a good way to like describe the distorted like theme that would normally be playing. It's just like a fucked up version of it. And yeah, you just move from one side of the screen to the other and just see what happens, I guess. It's worth checking out, um, but I, w- I don't know if I'd call it a game. It's definitely more of a tech demo. Yeah, for sure. It's a, Yeah, you kind of like, it's almost like you're swimming in the air from what I saw of it. You kind of move like a jellyfish, but is that how it works? Like where you hit, yeah, you hit A and it kind of like... It kind of moves around, yeah. It looks, from what I gathered from what you were saying and the way it was moving, it seemed like it's, there's not really a whole lot of control to it. It's kind of just like, just hope there that you... There is. I mean, once you figure you it out, the right you, way. you use left and right to adjust the tilt of Mario's head, and then you press up for him to jump. Mm-hmm. But he's really swimming, I guess. But uh, down doesn't do anything. I thought, I was hoping down did something. It seems like down has no effect. So you can't move down. You can only point Mario's head in a direction by moving clockwise or counterclockwise and then move forward by pressing up. Can't even land you the down. No, no. So there's one part in World 1 2 if you remember like it's an iconic part where uh you get past all the bad guy the the goombas and the big tower, the big like towers and then you go to that one spot where if you're not small Mario, you have to slide to get through it or you have to jump mm-hmm. up and break the bricks. Well, that part's really hard in Jelly Mario because you can't break the bricks. You have to like slide through that little spot. So you actually have to slide Mario 180 degrees like perpendicular to the ground to get him through that spot. Yeah, yeah, it's really I, I saw that. It's like really weird. It's yeah, it's kind of like uh, a lot of it I was like there's there's no way he can go through there, but it's uh, you got to the end, but you didn't it's, I'm kind of upset there was no Bowser of some sort. Like you don't No, there was no have, Bowser. Have no, uh, there's no There's no yeah. real ending. A lot of it things kind of ends. Yeah. Well, I guess and it shows like, the... even the actual scenery and how you interact with it was inconsistent. Like early on, I, you know, the question mark blocks and the bricks would just kind of like bend and contort when I touched them. But then later on in the level, they would, the whole like section of them would move around and like bounce around the screen. And then there's a spot in World 1 2 where all the individual bricks that made up this big like brick wall area like scattered everywhere when I touched them. But it was just that one spot. Like none mm-hmm. of the other bricks did that. So it's yeah, right? yeah. It's it's a cool proof of concept so far. Um uh, I don't know how far they're gonna get with it if they're gonna have to change the uh, sprites or whatever because I think Nintendo's gonna take this down pretty quick. We've seen them in the past. Maybe they won't with this because it's it's not a full fledged game and mm-hmm. it it's not a downloadable game. It just runs in the browser. But it totally like rips off their assets. Yeah. <laughs> you know. 
yeah. they're not making any money off of it. They're not running ads on the page or anything, but hmm. I'm still pretty yeah. sure they can just if Nintendo said take it down, yeah, take it down for that very reason. Yeah, we so, we, so we might not see any more of this. So, right. So I was happy to play it now when you can. Of it. Uh-huh. And so if you if if it's still up, I mean. Check it out and see if it's still up. You, you guys should. What's the website? YouTube, it's actually just a jellymar.io. Okay. It's yeah. HTTP jellymar.io. Yeah. We'll try that out. And if they, if they take it down, then we know that Nintendo's definitely working on their own version of Jelly Mario. And that'll be unveiled at E3. So once that happens, we'll know. Uh, we'll have some like news for you. Being then, like, then it'll be confirmed that Nintendo got Jelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. But I mean, it seems, you know, like, because when they took down like the. Uh, the Metroid 2 remake, and then they made their own. So mm. that that'll be our big uh, our big surprise for E3. Will be a new Switch Jelly Mario based on like uh, Odyssey. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That'd be crazy. It's like all those all the big 3D levels and all that shit. But yeah, definitely check out the video and play it while you can before Nintendo takes it down. Yeah, oh, I did play one game this. Uh, I did I did play one game this week. Uh, I forgot about it, but I played the um, Ready Player One VR game, which was really pretty spectacular. Mm. Interesting. Um, there's a there's yeah. a VR. Yeah, there's there's a couple different VR games that they made to promote the movie. Which um, you know, usually when they make a, a game just to promote a movie, and they I think you can get it for free on Steam. But usually they're kind of like like low quality. I'm really surprised with the the quality of this one. They made a couple different games, and the one that I got to try was called Rise of the Gunters. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a first person shooter. Basically, if you remember from the movie, there was the sort of like battle planet where the the people would go to to grind and get points and whatever. So the mm-hmm. premise of this is that you're on that battle planet and you're an Oasis user and you're just like grinding for points, right? But it's like a cross between a first person shooter, traditional first person shooter and an old school arcade game. So like picture like yourself playing Halo, but it's got a more fast-paced uh, arcade mentality where there's just like this onslaught of things happening all around you. And then you're also, um, uh, there's like bits of old school arcadiness and like you'll, you'll see the Pac-Man ghosts or something kind of like it, similar to it flying around above you, like way a hundred feet up in the sky. You got to reach up and shoot the Pac-Man guys down. You got to like, whereas it looks like a, like a serious first person shooter, all of a sudden you got to go like eat a hamburger to, to regain health or like, eat a cherry to multiply your score. So it was like that old school 80s stuff like where they used to have like all the little bits of food in the game for whatever reason. That just uh, sounds like a like a legitimate depiction of what the book made it sound like it would be. Yeah. Like what the Oasis would be like. Yeah, it was Lots really of hamburgers. Fun. And it was not like a, to me it was not like a knockoff cheap promo kind of thing. It was actually, I, I would pay for this game and I thought it was really good. So that's what I played this week. Do you do you like walk around in it, or is it mostly just aiming? Is it like on rails? You walk around. No, it's not on rails. So you walk around, and um, you know, there's like a teleport maneuver, which is pretty common in a lot of VR games. Yeah, um, but it works really well, and you have um, you have two different options. Basically, it's like a combination of the teleporting plus on your other hand, uh, it's like a virtual analog stick. You know, on the on the Vive controller, there's like a flat button that's touch sensitive, so you can just kind of glide your thumb along and it's like you're using an analog stick so whatever you prefer mm-hmm. so i would like jump around uh use the teleport but if i was hiding behind a wall and i wanted to peek out i'd slide out with my thumb to the left and, and peek out and shoot the dudes but really really fun mm-hmm. if you get a chance to try it out i think it's free if you can download it on on steam if you got a a, a viber i think for rift 2 check yeah, it out it's I, worth it nice i personally tr- i checked the other week just 
out of curiosity, and I, I have to get a new video card if I want to run a Vive. Oh, which yeah, didn't yeah. surprise me. It's yeah. like the next step up. I'm right, like the cusp. Yeah, and I would wait too because the Vive Pro is going to come out sometime this year. Yeah. If you really wanted to do it, well, I um, tried it at MGC last year. That's the what I yeah. used with that weird demo game, which had a teleport move, like you just yeah. described. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. One one thing I forgot that we played is uh, Jeremy and I did the Splatfest last Friday. All right. Oh, we sure did, and we won. Uh, we, we did. We single handedly won. Uh, won the battle for baseball. So uh, mm-hmm. you're welcome, everyone. With our uh, one gloved we, hand, we did that uh, on our own. <laughs> yeah, no, we. I mean, we didn't, but we did. We played for a couple hours, and uh, we ended up winning. So that's cool. Baseball ended up winning over soccer. I didn't expect that. We did figure out definitively that, that we, we aren't. Yeah. Um, we you just can't play two player. You can't just do two player, two friends on a uh, Splatfest. Yeah, it's really weird. Like all the stuff that we did on the regular mode where you can just join each other, we can't do that like on Splatfest. You have to have a full four-player team in order to do that in Splatfest. I don't know why, but you can't. So we basically just had to play on our separate screens. But still, it was fun. You know, we still fought the battle for baseball and won the day in the end. But yeah, we played some more Splatoon. I still may like put that up at some point. I I didn't because the videos weren't synced up because we were playing different matches, but I could still sync up our like conversation maybe and put it up at some point. Oh yeah. I was hoping you'd still put it up. I think a, a lot of it, the stuff that I mentioned, I've mentioned on here or haven't mentioned yet, but yeah, there's a, <laughs> there was some early news stuff talking on that, but oh, yeah, right. we, yeah, we did that. And we did, we had a, it was like a mini episode almost of Nintendo main that you could hear. Is that all? Is that all you guys been playing? Yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah. Run through some really quick hit, uh, quit hit news stuff really quick before we go to our, and then we'll talk about MGC and then we'll get to our topic. So um, the game Icon- Iconoclast, I'm sure you remember that uh, Ed talked about it uh, when he was on our show. That yeah. game got confirmed for Switch, so that's cool. A lot of people have been talking about that game, so I'm excited to play it on this side of things. It's like a Metroidvania game involving like uh, religious zealots and stuff like that, but it's it's coming to Nintendo now, so that's good. Um, Wasn't Christ an iconoclast? I, I don't know. I have never played it. I don't know anything about it other than people like it. It's like an it's like uh, a, a human that's a an icon, pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's in there. Iconoclast. Yeah, jo- uh, Joachim uh, Sandberg is confirmed. MP2 Games is handling the part uh, port. I just listened to like the Retronauts thing, talking with him about it and how it would be a Switch thing, and it was right after that. Etrian Odyssey is getting a sequel for 3DS. It's like some sort of uh, crossover game, I guess, where there are going to be other games in there. I haven't played any of those, but they're still making them for 3DS, so, mm-hmm. you know, there's that. What was it? Uh, Crazy Justice, like I saw some footage of that, of them using, uh, they, they, it's like fully, they have it locked at a 60 frame per second, and it's a 
And it has some motion controls, so I saw that in there. What else we got? What is it? Battle Chaser Night War comes out on May 15th, 2018. It's right before my birthday. There's that. There's not a whole lot of news. I mean, most of the news we talk about in the PAX East stuff. But like I said, I mentioned it before, South Park comes out on the 24th, uh, Wild Guns 17th. So those are some big releases. For this week, I don't really know what my pick of the di- pick of the week is. I might not even get one just because of MGC coming up and all that. But if I do, there's a new uh, Neo Geo puzzle game on there that looked interesting. Just because I haven't really put put up been putting a whole lot of money in there, but what is it? A uh, Guru Rurin. It's like a match three thing where you use uh, little characters to match them, and you can you have like a square that you tilt, and they can move around and do stuff like that. If I end up getting one, I'll get that one. But aside from What's that, I again? haven't. What's it called again? Guru Rurin. One more time. Guru Rurin. <laughs> G- grin? Another time. G- G- Faster, please. No. <laughs> uh, grin. No. Um, G u r u r i n. That's how you spell. It. Are you? Yes. There's also a Don't Starve uh, version coming out for the Switch. Don't Starve Switch Edition comes out. It's twenty bucks. I never really played that, but it was on Wii U. It's coming out too. Yeah, I played. I played it on Steam a little bit with my friend, and it's. Did you starve? Tough. I starved. Yeah. Yep. You, you ended up dying from starvation? Sure did. Well, that's a shame. Much like uh, The Flame and the Flood. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. How's that game? You still playing it? I keep dying. Yeah. it's but still... Luckily, I have the, the voice of the guy from Hot Water Music to soothe me to death. Yeah, you still have Chuck Reagan being like, <laughs> make sure you bring enough bandages so you don't get dysentery. I listen don't to... Forget- to put your stuff in the boat so you have space in your inventory. Yeah. I listened to some of the soundtrack and he's very serious. It's very serious it's about good. I like it. About okay. not getting dysentery. No, no, I'm sure I'm sure it's great. I'm just saying uh what I heard of it, it's just very it's very earnest. It's like very much like serious about this. Serious about crossing this this flood and flames and all that. So uh let's let's talk about MGC really quick before we go to our topic. What uh what are you planning on getting there? What do you what is your expectations of this, Jeremy? Of our big event, our big Midwest Gaming Expo, or Midwest Gaming Classic, rather, that we're going to. Well, first off, not to be a Debbie Downer, but I think it's going to be, I think we might have seen the last of the Golden Age, like, of how we can interact with people and stuff, because I think there's going to be more space and there's going to be more of a spectacle this year. I could be wrong, but, you know, Mm. that's what I'm predicting, but... Is it a Getting new a, venue or something? Yeah, it's a new venue. It's a new venue. It's mm-hmm. in a bigger and they've spot got now. like after party stuff. Have they had that before? Well, all the after parties were in the hotel because only in one hotel before. Right. And now but, it's where? But now it's now it's in the uh, Milwaukee City Center, which which is a big area and there's and we're staying in the Hilton that's connected to it, but Okay, but it, it's like convention center, it's not just a hotel. Yeah, it's a anymore. convention center. I mean it was kinda getting too big for where it was, but I'm kind of afraid that it's gonna be not as intimate that it was before. And now there's like a thirty dollar after party, like it was for free before and blah blah blah. But we'll see Retronauts there. I'm excited to see those guys again. Those guys are cool. Um but yeah, I'm I'm kinda like I don't know. I I feel like I've like I feel like I bought a lot of the stuff that I've been looking for, like a lot of my not a lot of my like Holy Grail stuff that I've been looking for. I have, so I'm trying to think. Yeah. What well, game, I know what I what buy. I want to buy. I want to buy. Well, I guess I don't for sure, but I know for sure I either want to buy a Dreamcast or a PS2, which is not that exciting. Okay. I know. But I, have, I have both of those. Get the Dreamcast. I don't have either of those consoles. Mm-hmm. I used to have a Dreamcast, but I don't anymore. I have two Dreamcasts. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's that or um. Or maybe also I want to get the hookups for my Saturn. So I just want to yeah. get like 
I want to get some 32-bit systems going. I guess technically the uh, Dreamcast is 128, but yeah, the Dreamcast would be cool because I could do some bootleg stuff with it, which mm-hmm. would be fun. But uh, the PS2 would also be amazing because it opens me up to like a giant library of games. For sure. Like, just you so have a PS2? I've never owned my own PS2 ever. I actually already have some PS2 games that I had, like that I bought when I lived with people that had PS2s, mm. but I've never had my own. Like I still have like a Guitar Hero controller and two of the Guitar Hero games. I have God of War two, I think, and I might have a couple other PS2 games mm. as well. Did you ever have any PlayStation or no? You have I PlayStation have, one. I have a PlayStation one and a PlayStation four. Yeah, I have a. And I've I've had my PlayStation one since I was in high school. I got it like in my senior year. I had all the other Playstations, but not one. I have two, three, and four, but I never I never got the first one. Well, also because a uh, PlayStation two is backwards compatible, so anything that I wanted to play for right. PlayStation one, I could play through the two. So yeah, I either want to get a big old fat PlayStation two. I want to get an original model. Do you want one of the huge Six. ones? <laughs> Yeah, oh, I do, because they're the ones that you can mod, yeah. and uh, they're more easily, and then yeah, uh, a PS, or a Dreamcast would just be for fun. Like, uh, there's a few Dreamcast games I'd like to play. Shenmue? Uh, Shenmue, Shenmue, yes. I've never played Shenmue. Uh-huh. And I want to play uh, Power Stone. I've never played that, and I've heard so much good stuff about it. Power Stone, yeah, that was pretty fun. I never played Get that C-Man with the microphone. and yeah, C-Man. <laughs> yeah, C-Man. Yeah, try that out. You can do that. You get a new friend. And, uh, yeah, Dreamcast is sounding more appealing, but the thing with PS2 is that there's so many games and they're so easily available. And they're cheap. Whereas with the cheap Dreamcast, I'm going to have yeah. to bootleg to like play the good games. Uh-huh. Yeah, the PlayStation 2 games are cheap as fuck, so you can get a bunch of them. And they're everywhere. Like, yeah, they're all over they're the place. The th- yeah. Like Goodwill. I was at Goodwill. A couple weeks ago, they had PlayStation 2 games in with mm-hmm. the DVDs. Yeah. I think maybe that's an argument to get the Dreamcast if you're tra- talking about collecting, because if the PlayStation 2 is so readily available now, it probably will be in 10 years, whereas maybe yeah. the Dreamcast will be less available. That's yeah. true. True. I mean, I think, I mean, you don't really see a whole lot of Dreamcast games, if any at all, at any like uh, used game places that you go no, to. No, there's so. hardly any at. Uh, Disc replay. I think they had two or three today. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any. Mixed in with the Sega CD games. But I've never really tend to hang on to them because actually the quality ratio of Dreamcast games is pretty pretty high. Mm. I think there was only like 250 games that came out, but the ones that came out were really pretty good for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So people hang on to them. I think. I I was thinking I might I might get try to get a 32x or like a Sega CD if I can find one for a decent price. Like speaking of systems, like that'd probably be the big the big thing I would go for, you know. But, yeah. But it depends because the Sega CDs are still pretty expensive, and I don't see myself paying like hundred dollars for one. And they're Somebody probably posted just... one for like forty bucks or fifty bucks. Yeah. I'd get one for forty if I could find one, but I don't know if I will. I don't 32X, know. 32x. I think you can get it for twenty. Yeah. Well, 32 all those, has a bunch all of those disc-based systems are just going to get more and more rare because those motors fail. Yeah, yeah. If, even if they're not being used, like the the parts deteriorate over time. Mm. The moving parts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like console-wise, I'm feeling pretty good. Also, Trey, like you were saying earlier, like you've pretty much gotten all your holy grails or whatever as far as consoles and stuff go. Yeah, I have a lot um, of stuff that I want, aside from like crazy stuff like Cube of War that's like $300. But, you know, like, I mean, I got Tales, I've got a Skies of Arcadia. That was the big one for me, you know. I, yeah. That was like the holy grail for me, and I have it now. So, I mean, I'm just going to look around if there's anything that strikes my fancy. But there isn't, 
you know, the last couple of times I've had like a list, like I wanted well, what to about, get. I wanted, what about a bunch of uh, Super Famicom games. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. You find some cheap Super Famicom games. Yeah, that was on there. Like I wanted to get like Dragon Quest Famicom, Super Famicom games, but I did get those. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just looking for weird shit, I guess. Like I remember one year there was like a slime GameCube controller. I kind of wish I would have bought it. You know, maybe if I find that again for a decent price, I'll get it. But like, you know, just I just want to see like weird shit, see what catches, catches my fancy. And of course, like you know, I want to try to get interviews with, with people there if we can. You know, so hopefully mm-hmm. it's not too big. You know, I want to talk to the guys who make new NES games and stuff like that. But Do you yeah. know, of any panelists? What are the panelists that are going to be showing up? All I know is Retronauts, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a. I'm sure Stern will be there. He's always there, the pinball guy. It's a it's a He's lot of the year. same folks that were yeah that have been there. Like uh, uh, Jeffrey David Crane's going to be, be there. there. Jeffrey Wittenhagen's going to be there. Yeah, probably the Rampage guy will be there again. Uh, I'm sure. De- like the DeLorean's going to be there. Yeah, I don't care about that, but that'll be there. The Qbert guy, the Mortal Kombat people are going to be there. Yeah, yeah, the Mortal Kombat people were there. Like, uh, what if they're going to do anything for the Rampage movie that's coming out this week? I mean, the Rampage guy Maybe. has been there every year, like the guy who did all the artwork for it and made the game. But I don't think he's yeah. getting a cent from that movie. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. I mean, that's about how it works. I mean, I don't think... Uh, I mean, Rampage was a Midway title. Midway's gone, so I don't know how... Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how the um, copyright for that goes, but... but I'm thinking there will probably be a presence from the movie, like, you know, you got thousands of people there at a classic gaming expo, and, and you know, this movie happens to be coming out, like, this week, so... I I'm really yeah. Maybe they'll have like a giant like animatronic robot. Maybe they'll have a giant maybe. animatronic Dwayne Johnson that we can hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Dwayne Johnson will just be there hanging out. Maybe it'll just be, maybe yeah. maybe he'll okay, just show up and cook for us all. <laughs> yeah, as long as we can smell what it's cooking, right? <laughs> oh, I, I'll. I mean, I'll be hungry. I'll smell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I was gonna say something about Dwayne and Rampage, but I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it has nothing to do with either of those. Uh, Nintendo has a booth there, so I'll be interested to see what they have because last time it was all Wii U stuff, pretty much because the Switch had just launched and there wasn't really much to play. And as I as I will mention in the future of this podcast, um, I want to see how many people uh, have Switches there, you know, because before nobody had them because they had just released and now they're readily available. So I want to see if there's like salmon run groups going on or whatever. So it'll be fun to like get on the show floor and play switch stuff with people and all that hell yeah so so that'll be fun but uh yeah i mean if that's uh is there anything else you want to say or let's uh i mean i I certainly would like to buy something weird that's become my game convention yeah standard this is my third game convention it's what you're like fourth or fifth right uh no well maybe i mean some of them were smaller than others i guess yeah like it's my third mgc and like some of the little ones that I went to were like weren't all that big, but of course there's games like the, those Pokemon games for GameCube. If I can find those for a good price, that'd be cool. Like yeah. uh, the game, but I like, Gale of but Darkness I'm thinking weird stuff. Like, so like the first year I got the, or last year I got the uh, the cartridge the interface with the Nintendo yeah. to play, mm-hmm. you know, the game Maestro, and then uh, I got the Ardu Boy at the last one. So I want to get something weird like that. I want to get like uh, something that's maybe independently made that you could buy online maybe, but that the people that made it are actually there and you can talk to them and buy it. Cause oh, that's sure. fun. Yeah. Maybe they'll it's have fun. some like, like uh, this. Yeah. Maybe the GameCube, the uh, HDMI guy will be there or something <laughs> that you bought. Uh, probably the, uh, maybe oh, the other uh, guy. Zelda 64. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the other guy. I don't know, but yeah, it'll be interested to see what we see. And of course next week, that'll be our big MGC aftermath episode. And we'll tell you about all the stuff that we found. 
and all that good stuff. Didn't you say you were looking for like uh, some big wall art? I remember you told me that at some point you were looking That's, at some pictures. Yeah, I do want some stuff to some decorations. Mm-hmm. You want some non-crocheted wall art, some cat-proof wall yeah, art? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe not as many beads, but I don't know. The be- I like the pearl bead art. I mean, it's cool. But I maybe yeah, maybe some posters or something that'll be easy to take back in a car. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll be back with our topic to talk about at PAX East with Corey. about PAX East this week because uh, I heard there's a lot of Nintendo stuff and I was like hey I know somebody who went to PAX East so we have uh, Corey here from uh, Nintendo Power Block what's up man what's Welcome up Corey man. how's it going Corey it's good to be here yeah it's I, nice. I don't I don't have a cool like middle middle intro name aside from my real name like you guys cool oh that's okay do you want to do you want to have a middle name <laughs> I do but I you can't really give yourself a middle name people just kind of have to throw it at you and just you could say you were that you're Pax and Heat. It's true. It was very <laughs> okay. I'm Corey Pax and Heat, dear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Nailed it. How was uh? So yeah, you were so you were at the show for a while, right? It was what was it? Uh, it's like it was like a four day thing now, right? It's like from Thursday to Sunday. Yeah, yeah. We went we went Thursday and Friday because those are the two uh, not so busy days. But Friday was definitely way busier than Thursday. Uh, this was the first week they had it on Thursday, and it was actually the best day because that's when I played most of the games because there weren't very many lines. So, nice. um, yeah, it was Thursday was definitely the day to be there. Uh, Friday, Friday alone, I stood in line for the Nintendo booth for like two hours, and oh when I got God. into the booth, it was over three hours. Jeez. So, oh my God! Wow. So how did you how did you have time to play everything then if you were in line for so long or is that like all of them combined like all the different uh, games you were in line for? Uh, well, I, the Nintendo booth how it worked there was like a, a line that kind of wrapped around their booth and then they only let a certain amount of people inside the booth. So once you're inside, you can just kind of walk up to the different kiosks and play whatever you want. Oh, okay. Uh, so it wasn't like That's overly good. crowded. There's only there's only like three games that had a a line. And it was only like three or four people. So mm-hmm. uh, like Dark Souls Remastered had the longest line on Switch. So did you have a certain uh, block of time that you were allowed to be in there? Like you were the one one to two o'clock or however. Something no, like that. no, you're allowed to did crowd control. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that the line, the line line had literally had a person with a pole that said uh, no more people in line. Line stops here. Like they wouldn't let any other people in line after like three o'clock. Oh well, because the oh, show floor, because the show floor closes at six, and like if the line's three hours long, well, right. So, but yeah, the Nintendo booth was definitely the the most thought out and the coolest booth. Uh, a lot of the indie stuff was usually just like a card table with two TVs on it and a 
whatever steam machine they were using to run and run their indie games but it was cool pax was awesome i if if any of you ever have a chance to get to something like pax or i know the the midwest gaming thing is going on or was going on oh that's uh, yeah this is that's this weekend so i've just been we've been gearing up for that jeremy and i have so we'll be there for that but that's different i mean pax is more like new games and you know the gaming classics all like new old stuff so yeah well they had they had a whole like retro game section on the second floor good like uh they had a a couple rooms where you could go in and and rent classic consoles and you just sign up for about it like an hour block and oh, wow. we played we had a we had a halo 2 tournament and there's a street there's street fighter and mortal Kombat tournaments going on in there uh there's there's a lot of weird kind of like import japanese games there too so uh, it was a good time we we didn't spend too much time in there though because we wanted to see the newer games but sure definitely friday when all the lines were like i don't know hours long we we went in there and kind of just chilled and played some halo 2 and it was a good time. A lot of sales there too. Like, can you buy old games or is it not really that? Yeah, there's, there's booths there that sell retro games and, and, you know, limited run had a booth there too. Uh, so I don't know a lot of the, a lot of the retro games that were really overpriced, you could probably get them cheaper online or at your local retro store, but it was cool. A lot of them had were complete inbox, and like I saw Chrono Trigger and Earthbound complete inbox there for how much? Oh, jeez, Earthbound was like three hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, because I think so. didn't we see? Yeah, we saw Earthbound and Bax last year at MGC, and I feel like it was like it's like almost like five hundred or something. It was ridiculous, or maybe it was three fifty or four fifty. But yeah, it was because I think it had the uh, strategy guide in it too. So yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. See, did you see a little Samson? That's always one to to find if you can see it because it's normally like over a thousand fifteen hundred something like that no no one of the booths did did have a sign up that said visit our online store to purchase stadium events oh, i was like yeah <laughs> why didn't you just bring it yeah <laughs> somebody somebody there would have given the website they're like psych buy all this other stuff instead yeah yeah it's like well uh, double dragon maybe yeah. they're maybe <laughs> afraid somebody will steal it or something i don't know yeah so let's uh, i was just gonna say let's let's talk about some of the big games that you play uh one of the one of the ones that I was super excited about was uh, uh, Wolfenstein, of course, Wolfenstein Two. Yeah, I was honestly I was completely blown away by Wolfenstein and how it looked on Switch, and and it it's running at thirty frames a second, uh, which you know the Xbox One and PS4 versions run at sixty, but uh, this one was running at thirty. But a lot of the textures when I started playing Doom on Switch, I was like, man, I can't believe the panic button got this running on, on Switch, right? And and you play it and you're like, wow, this is kind of like a technical achievement. But when you put it on the TV, some of the textures look a little bit muddy. They they look, you know, I mean like it's a triple A game, triple A PS4 game trying to run on this little handheld system. So like I went into Wolfenstein kind of expecting that. And this looks way cleaner than Doom. The textures look great. The cutscenes didn't stutter at all. You know, the shooting feels good. The movement feels good. I was thoroughly impressed. Like, if you would have had that, if you would have said, hey, this is Wolfenstein running on a launch Xbox One, not like an S or an X or anything, but, you know, a launch Xbox One, I would have believed you. It looked well, it looked that good. Uh, there's a couple points where I could tell they had to, you know, kind of fudge some stuff up. Like, there's a point where you drop down in this event and you kind of have to blow a hole in the floor and you look up at the texture and the pipe is supposed to be melting and it's like red hot. It was it was just like a a red kind of gradient texture. And I'm like, OK, you can kind of see where they had to like make sacrifices in certain areas. But the the parts that matter, like the shooting, the enemies, the AI, 
the character models, they all look fantastic. The water and the cutscenes, like I was thoroughly impressed. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get to play it in handheld mode though. They, uh, I mean, I just played it on TV with a pro controller, but still, mm. they wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't let you like take it out of the dock or anything like that, or or was it just like nowhere you can touch it, or you just didn't? Uh-uh. No, the, all the switches were kind of like, except for a couple, like the the Crash Bandicoot station, they let you play it in handheld mode and stuff. But probably ninety percent of the switches were in a like a clear box with a lock and a key on it. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, I gotta imagine all those people coming through. Yeah, good idea. Plus, did you use a pro controller? I felt really good on the pro controller. Yeah, I kept sw- I kept switching it up though because I've been playing a lot of Halo Five and Overwatch on Xbox. So when it was like press B to crouch, I would press A because the the buttons are opposite. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but once once you kind of reverse your mind and realize you're playing Nintendo, like it felt really good. I was impressed. I was shocked, actually, you know, because like Doom, Doom is a couple years old by now. And it's like, well, it looked good at the time, but, you know, it, it still holds up now because they made updates and stuff. But, you know, it's essentially a two year old game that's running on this thing. And this is a game that came out, what, six months ago now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very impressive. Did, did you get to see any of like the big like any of the big set piece stuff cuz isn't there like a giant robot in there at some point like i i've seen some stuff in the commercial that looks like really huge and i'm like i don't know if this switch can do it but I don't, i'm sure that yeah. wasn't in the demo or maybe it was i mean what i was playing and what i was was watching cuz it starts out um i don't know if any of you guys played wolfenstein 2 but it it takes place after like the opening kind of set piece and uh bj's kind of putting on the the robot mech suit uh he's putting his feet into it and stuff and you know you kind of work your way through this area and all of a sudden this big cutscene starts playing and you know the the guy with the dent in his head is is kind of working his way up onto this uh kind of ship and i don't know any of the characters names but the the one black guy is kind of helping him up and uh this older guy is kind of helping bj up and then it zooms out and the ship is just kind of like floating and hovering on this on in this big body of water and i was like i can't believe this is not stuttering at all mm. like the water animations like the the sky like everything just looked fantastic and you know i didn't see any like giant enemies or anything but man that that cutscene, i was like i can't believe this is running on switch right now mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no i really want to play it like uh i like doom a lot and i haven't really i mean i didn't really notice that it looked that it looked all that bad like i thought it played fine but doom is kind of I haven't played all the way through, but I've kind of got to the point where it's like every part of the level I get to is like, oh, here, here's more here's more guys where it's like this part's like three cyber demons and this next one is like four cyber demons. So it'd be nice, it'd be nice to play something that's a little more story driven, which I guess uh, Wolfenstein 2 is right from from what I've heard. I mean, you probably yeah. the, the levels don't consist with like, hey, in this next part, we're going to throw more guys at you, you know, and it's, yeah. you know, which I like yeah. it like, but it can get a little get a little old i guess after a while yeah the segment i played was just the the initial area on the on the ship and there there's just kind of like i don't know this this phrase is gonna sound weird normal nazis shooting at you (laughs) uh but like you know it really focuses on movement and and, you know that's kind of something i heard going into this game that you know you need to keep moving and shooting at the same time and kind of picking up ammo and body armor along the way and Uh you know i try to focus on that and uh, the movement feels very good. The strafing and the in the shooting at the same time feels really good. The dual wielding in the game feels really good. I'm kind of again, I I was visually in 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 just playing it. I was super impressed. So yeah, 
Then there's no. Uh, I don't think there's any talk of motion controls yet, right? On that, probably. Yeah, yeah, there is. They're there is. they're they're adding the same motion controls that they added into Doom into oh, wow. this game. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't. The I don't. Panic but- the panic button rep was there, and I was trying to squeeze some questions out of him. Oh, but. nice. Did you ask him? Did you ask him if Wolfenstein One was coming out? If a new order I, was gonna I, be released? I did. <laughs> I, I asked him. Like I was like. So are any of your older games going to be coming to Switch? Like, uh, I don't know, Wolfenstein 1 or, uh, you know, Fallout or Dishonored. He's like, we don't really have anything to announce, but Bethesda is a very strong partner of ours, and we look forward to working with them in the future. I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. That's a yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really yeah. safe safe yeah. answer that lets anything be true, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, read, I read an interview with them earlier from a – Every, Nintendo everything and it was like uh, the same sort of thing where they're like you know are you planning on like bringing new games are you planning on bringing old games and they're like we're basically going to take bring out whatever makes sense for the platform to come out and I'm like okay you basically didn't answer mm-hmm. anything but that's like the whole thing is like you know if we want to it's basically like if we want to do some old stuff we might you know or if we want to do some new stuff we will and they're basically like if we can we'll try to do a simultaneous release if it makes sense it's like everything was like if it makes sense you know there was no real <laughs> Whatever, but I got a. I, I mentioned it last week, but I got a. I got an email from Nintendo that showed a that showed both titles on there for some reason, which I found really weird. Like uh, it, the, it showed the, both the, the oh. press release from yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, it was a thing, thing. Yeah, that said like Wolfenstein's coming up soon, and if you look at it, it has like it says like Wolfenstein Two and Wolfenstein the New Order. So I was like, Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that too. I got the same email. Yeah, so kind of somebody cr- post that on the NVC forum. I think they did. Did they? Well, I mentioned it last week, yeah. but. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, "What's what's up with this?" But yeah, I'm really happy to hear that it's running smoothly. I'm surprised they haven't given a launch date for it yet. You would think they? Yeah, would I do think that they want to. I think that. they want to make one last big push at E3. So oh, okay. he said it's he said it would it's coming out soon. Uh, he said that Bethesda wants to kind of make sure that it, it's running smoothly across the board. Uh, there's still some some tweaks they want to make, but. Uh, you know, the panic button dev said that they're really proud of the work they've done on this and they learned a lot from, you know, porting Doom over with that engine because it's running on the Doom engine. And then, uh, you know, they actually learned a lot about movement from porting Rocket League over. Okay. Uh, so so they're kind of using that, te- you know, ideal ideology to help, you know, move around the world. So it was cool. It was kind of neat to learn, like, how can, how do you apply stuff from Rocket League to Wolfenstein? But they're doing it. I'm sure there are ways. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to whatever they come up with that's original versus a port because these guys are like kind of amazing. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. when we were first talking about we had a, a, an episode where we were doing Rocket League uh, versus Doom. What's mm-hmm. the better one? Because my favorite was Rocket League at that time. Mm-hmm. It kind of still is. And Trey was all about Doom. And still am. after the episode was over, we realized that it was the same guys. They both did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were both, uh, it, it was a uh, panic, panic, panic button. Yeah. So I'm like really excited to see what they can come up with. You know, it, it sounds like this Wolfenstein is another home run for them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. What a bunch of tal- talented guys over there. Yeah. From the yeah, they, they, they said that they, that so many people are, are talking to them about porting games to, to switch that they like have to turn projects down because there's such an influx of projects coming in and they're like, we're we're fortunate enough to be in this position to where like we can kind of pick and choose what projects we want to work on and what makes sense, you know. So mm. yeah, it was fascinating. Like just listening to him talk was kind of fascinating. I stood there and talked to him after I played the demo for like ten minutes. So uh-huh. 
Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would. It would be really cool to see them do an original thing. I don't know if they actually are in the position for that, but that was part of that interview as well that I read was like, you know, what if you guys did like a Mario plus rabbits type thing or something like that? You know, it would be mm-hmm. cool to see like them build something from the ground up and see like how how good that could look on the system. You know, that'd be that'd be something I'd really like to see. But I I love I like hearing that a Wolfenstein's going on going along really well. It was we hadn't seen anything for a while. And I was like, wasn't sure like what was going on with it, but I heard it was going to be there. And from what I saw of footage, a lot of people were really into it. So you know, that's yeah, like you're saying, it's probably another home run for that. Yeah, they they let me take about five minutes of off-screen footage for it. So yeah, uh, yeah, it looks it looks really clean and really nice. I was surprised, but it actually wasn't wasn't the biggest surprise that I saw there. Yeah, and that's a Dark Souls Segway. Dark Souls remastered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's was, talk about that it, one. It, it's pretty. It's probably the biggest surprise of the show mm. that you know, just visually and, and how it was running. And I, when it was when it was my turn, the 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 girl that was running the station, she's like, um, so we don't really have a time limit on this station, but we usually just let people play till they die. Yeah, this is, this is gonna go well. Uh, but you know, I'd played that first probably two hours of of Dark Souls ten times by now, so I kind of knew my way around the map and everything. And my my first kind of thought was, let's just get as far as we can. So I I got through the asylum and like, first of all, the asylum looked fantastic. They redid all the brick work and all the texture work on the walls and and like the asylum and stuff. And then you you start walking through lighting is new too in the game. So I was like, oh, this is kind of impressive. And then I'm kind of walking through and you see the skeletons kind of throwing stuff at you and shooting you and hitting you and stuff. I'm like, they look kind of different, but I can't really tell if they're like new character models or not. And so I kind of get through the asylum and get to that first boss. I'm like, man, this first boss looks really good for, you know, being on this platform and being kind of a eight year old game at this point. And so I get to kind of make my way through the castle, kind of exploring and whatever. But I kind of want to get to the Taurus demon, which is kind of like the first real boss for people who haven't played dark souls and i get to the taurus demon and like they it's a completely new character model and in dark souls on xbox 360 the like the textures on the taurus demon would just be like a brown kind of texture that looked like they had fur but the fur wasn't really like flowing or anything the taurus demon first of all they reanimated his face and gave him like kind of like a new face and then that the fur on the Taurus demon was like flowing when he was running at me. You could see the fur kind of like wave in the wind. And when he would jump, you could see the fur go up on his way down. Like the physics of the, of the fur was, I was like, Oh my gosh, they really put a lot of work into this. And then I started asking the uh, Bandai Namco rep there, like, why did you guys only bring it on switch? They're like, cause we wanted to show that we put the work in. I was like, Oh, okay. okay. That makes sense. So plus plus like Bandai Namco was showing code vein at the next booth. So but Dark Souls remastered was probably the biggest surprise of the show mm-hmm. for me. So so they didn't they didn't have like the version for Xbox One or PS4 is what you're saying. Like that's the only uh-huh. one they brought because I guess it's probably the one they're most proud of, I guess, where it's like, hey, look at all the shit we did for this uh, so-called uh, underpowered system and all that. Yeah, I had, yeah. And probably, you know, Bandai's got a pretty tight relationship with Nintendo and yeah. uh, I imagine they want to keep them in their good graces. Yeah. Well, sure, yeah, yeah, and uh, thirty—it's—it's it's locked at thirty frames on Switch. Everybody's big concern because it's—it's it's a hot mess on Xbox 360. Locked at thirty, runs 1080p docked, 720p uh, undocked. So yeah, I was—I was pretty impressed by Dark Souls as well. Did you get to see the Amiibo? Oh, uh, yeah. They—they they had it in a little 
little plastic case under lock and key there. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. nice. So it's like by the by the switch, right, where you can't touch. It's like here the the sun mm-hmm. guy. They're nice. like, uh, you can look at it, but don't get close to it because you know, fifteen Nintendo security guards will just tackle you and drag you out. So. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's cool that it was there, though. I'm glad that they brought it, and you know they're totally into it and all that stuff. Yeah, I've never, yeah. I, I've never played Dark Souls one. All I played was Demon Souls, so I'm excited to play it for Switch when it comes out, and it comes out like next month. So it's a it's a May game. So. Is it forty or fifty? I know it's not a full price game. It's forty. I thought it was forty, 40 which is, makes it even better. You know, yeah, that they're not selling it for sixty, so it makes they it. They want even... you to spend that extra twenty bucks on that amiibo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they want you Probably, to buy that. That's yeah. true. If you can get what a hold of one, package deal. Yeah, I mean, I heard they're going to be pretty limited. Like, if you didn't, like, I guess if you didn't reserve one now, you're probably not going to get one. That's what I heard. Yeah, but yeah, they were they were so like uh, a couple of retailers sold out on the first day of their pre-orders. So yeah, what was, was it? the other thing about Dark Souls? Oh, they redid all of, all of the uh, character models for like you know the player character, the bosses. They touched up a lot of the uh, just the basic enemies, but they kind of reskinned them with new textures and stuff. So they they put the work in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, because it is actually technically a remaster, right? It's supposed to be the re-release or whatever. So it's cool that they did the new models and stuff. Because I don't mm-hmm. know, uh, I don't know how much Skyrim was like remodeled or whatever, like for that remaster. I don't know. I never really played that game, so I don't know what the what the different yeah. I, were. I've never really played Skyrim either, so I couldn't tell you the differences. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked. I'm about glad. It, yeah. I'm glad there's at least one other person on this planet that hasn't played Skyrim. <laughs> Well, we talked I've about never it. Played it. We talked about it before. I mean, I, I played Oblivion, and I I hate it. it. Was like probably one of the most hated games I've ever had. So I never, I didn't get into the second one because, from what I heard, nothing's really changed. So I probably hate that one just as much as I did the other one. So that's where it was. a lot of people was say, for me. still say Oblivion's the best one. Like you know, like I the, hated that game so much. The true, the true <laughs> uh, Elder Scrolls fans. I yeah. thought I thought Morrowind. I there's, there's a, a good lot. Of, one. There's a lot of love for Morrowind now too. So yeah. like mm-hmm. retro, like. Going back and you're like, oh yeah, Morrowind was actually good. And I'm like, mm, was it? Yeah, I thought that was the <laughs> one that everybody's after. Like, if they, I mean, that's supposed to be like Xbox One compatible now, so we'll see if everybody actually does like it or not. But yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that HDR support on Morrowind. <laughs> but no, I can't. I can't wait to play uh, Dark Souls. I mean, that'll be that'll be fun on the brighter side of things because I haven't really played the Dark Souls side. Like I said, I tried Demon Souls, and I could only get so far before it like kind of just it just kind of broke me, and I couldn't play it anymore. So hopefully, hopefully, Dark Souls is uh, better. I know that there's like parts where you can uh, where you can like have people come in over the internet and help you get past stuff, and yeah, I might have to do that if I get there. I heard that Funky Kong comes in on a surfboard, and yeah, uh, <laughs> and helps it a lot it. easier for you. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> you, you played that one too. We could we could transition to a. Uh, to that one, which I, I'm not, you know, I I played through most of it on uh, the Wii U, so I'm not really that excited about it. But I heard it's faster, right? The uh, the new uh, Tropical Freeze, the Switch one, Donkey Kong. It's uh, I don't, mm, I don't know. It's it's been so long since I played Tropical Freeze on Wii U. I couldn't really tell if it was fast or not. But well, I guess they like the did. Loading. Kind of, they did kind of redo the character models for Donkey Kong and and the main kind of Kong family unit i guess you would call them yeah you know the the, just like in dark souls the the fur texture i I don't know what it is about the switch that allows fur to kind of like flow with the the physics of the world but Mm. uh donkey kong's fur looks great (laughs) cranky's beard looks so much more detailed now you can see you can see all the different uh, yeah there's a new there's a new barber on kong island 
Yeah. <laughs> it's made everybody made everybody's hair look nicer. I saw that Donkey Kong has a Switch now instead of a 3DS, so that's pretty cool. They upgraded yeah. it in that way. So like the idle, idle animation, now he like plays himself in the Switch. It's weird. It's like yeah, uh, it's weird. It's like those. It's like the popcorn that eats the popcorn in those old uh, theater commercials. You know, it's strange. It's cannibal cannibalism. Yeah, it's like the Ouroboros or whatever. But uh, yeah, that, were you able to play much of that of the Donkey Kong one, or was it just kind of? Sure I mean, it's like I, early I, pl- levels. I played about five minutes of them. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's Donkey Kong. If you played it on Wii U, you know what you're getting. It's just yeah. it looks a little bit prettier, and the controls feel good. They took out that that thing where you have to have to choose between the D pad and the and the uh, thumbstick, though. Oh, okay. So you can choose. You can choose on the fly now. Oh, okay. But, yeah, that's well, interesting. Yeah, because uh, it would but, change. I the, mean, it's 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 Donkey Kong. Yeah, because it would change some of the buttons. Like it would rearrange some of the buttons if you're doing one or the other, which I thought was weird. It does it on the 3DS one too. But uh, yeah, so no. The I, last one that I that I played was the uh, 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 Returns. I totally missed Tropical Freeze. So is it worth it for me to pick that up? I mean, if you Honestly. haven't played it, it's if good. You, yeah. If you haven't played it yet, it's one of the best 2D platformers I think. Oh really? well modern 2d platformers i think that's out right now yeah. uh but it's hard to shit I mean, if, but... <laughs> it, if you play it on wii u and unless you're like really dying to play it again like it might not be worth not it really. but if you've never played it before it's it's definitely worth it from uh, returns to tropical freeze does it feel like a, a new game or does it feel basically like like dlc like more levels uh it's definitely tighter it's a new uh, game i think the the level design is a little bit more difficult earlier on than than in returns because like returns was trying to reintroduce you to donkey mm-hmm. kong whereas this one's just like hey you played returns right if mm-hmm. not oh well here you yeah. go yeah well then returns was developed from the ground up for the wii u so for the wii just got better it's got more resources to work with right yeah or not yeah. returns uh tropical freeze right? yeah 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 well, See, uh, I haven't pl- I've only played Returns as well. I haven't played uh, Tropical Freeze. But uh, Tropical that's Freeze why I'm kind good. of excited I get to buy it for the first time on Switch. Mm. Yeah, I'll probably yeah. get that one. It'll probably be discounted too. So Yeah. Well, I, I definitely uh I'm definitely gonna get it on Switch too. I, just, I, I like that game a lot. So Yeah, I like but it yeah. a, I like it a lot too. There's only there's only one part in it that might feel like DLC, like in the very last level set that you get to, you play through some levels that are frozen over that were for that were in the original game. But I thought that part oh, was really okay. cool because they're different now. You can see like how everything – there was like a big bat that chased you in the original one, and now he's frozen in the background. You know, like they'll do stuff like that where it's like changed. And I actually really like that part. It's like one of the last levels where you get to go through some of the main levels from the first one and see how they've all been changed by the weather, which is pretty rad. But no, it's it's a really That's fun cool. game to play, but it's hard as shit, so – you know, make sure you buy a lot of lives and and all that stuff because it's there's a, there's definitely a rhythm to a lot of the levels, like where you have to like you know you have to you have to like jump in a certain way and blah blah. You know, at the part where there's rhythm, do you have to bust out the bongos? Uh, well, you you can, but uh, they won't connect, so it won't really help. Oh, okay, you. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, fun fact: barrel does not work to give you fifty lives. So, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. What, about, what about bad buddies? Uh, I didn't try that, so. Oh, what is as the name as your name that you put in? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what else? What else was there? I know, I know, one that you were super psyched about that we haven't talked about, which I haven't really heard anything about for a while. The um, the new Shovel Knight thing. Oh the, my gosh, Shovel Knight King of Cards is yeah. is awesome. So I I actually talked to the rep that was there. I don't know if he was a dev or if he was just a rep running the booth or whatever, but I I played. 
the Switch and the Xbox One versions of the game, they I mean they run similar. They they're basically the same hmm. game. But uh you know, the the Switch version has amiibo support, which is the only difference. And I actually got to see the amiibo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, the new actually uh... got to, Yeah, they they are super detailed. And it makes me want want them to reissue the Shovel Knight amiibo because mm-hmm. these the detail in the King Knight and Spectre Knight ones specifically. Yeah, that Uh-oh. one. Yeah. They are more detailed than any amiibo I think I've ever seen. Oh wow, really? Yeah, yeah. They they are awesome and they're big. They're like they're like Daruk Breath of the Wild big. <laughs> they're 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 big, especially King Knight. Yeah. <laughs> like King Knight's kind of cape thing kind of takes up <laughs> it's it's big. So Yeah. Uh but yeah, I I asked them about physical copies. They just said we have nothing to announce yet, but you know, I think they want to wait till all the campaigns are out to put out a physical release on Switch, so mm-hmm. all the campaigns are on the the cartridge. Oh, okay, yeah. Just having people to uh, download all of them. Um, but but King of Cards feels really good. Uh, the the new dash mechanic that that they introduced for movement and attacks it, it feels really good to. Uh, it kind of feels a little bit like Celeste. I don't know if any of you guys played Celeste at all, but uh, we did. Uh, it feels it feel, feels a little bit more con- uh, like a controlled version of Celeste. Mm-hmm. Like less, uh, they what? Oh, I was just going to say like less uh, less difficult. I hope, <laughs> or is it uh, as uh, ridiculous as Celeste can get? No, it's not as ridiculous as Celeste. But there's there is some pretty challenging uh, platforming in that the the True Bulls level I played, which is uh, where that big whale is that you go to in in the original Shovel Knight game. That's you go there and there's like a full level there now. Oh, okay. Um, and once you pass the the big whale guy, like there's these little salamanders that kind of crawl through the level, and you have to jump on the salamanders and use the dash mechanic to kind of jump between them to get across the uh, the pond. And uh, enemy types, there's like this bird totem pole type uh, enemy where like the face kind of randomly appears on one of the totems, and you have to hit the face to knock it off. And then another face appears on the stack while the other one's kind of hopping around like crazy. So, uh, but there's a way that, you know, you can manipulate the dash mechanic to knock the whole totem pole off before they kind of all four of them turn into heads and start attacking you and kind of feeling overwhelmed. So that was cool. So adds almost like a double jump when you're moving across the platforms. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's kind of a cool new mechanic. Um, Let's see what else. The there is amiibo support in the Switch version. They didn't tell me what it did or anything. They mm-hmm. kind of want to wait to share that information. Say any word on the release of the amiibo? I don't think there was ever a date, was there? Uh uh-uh. uh They they didn't give me a release date, but they did talk to me a little bit about the the game itself. Uh, it's about it's about two and a half times the size of the original Shovel Knight, mm-hmm. where you'll have the castle is kind of like a hub world, kind of like Inspector Knight. Yeah, yeah, and and uh. You know, you kind of build up your hub world by traveling to each of the three world maps and you kind of build up this reputation system. It's not really a system. You just kind of like as you progress through the story, you gain reputation to become the proper king because King Knight's trying to take over to become king. Oh, okay. And uh, the, the more levels you beat, the more you kind of get to change your hub world and, and buy new gear and new kind of costumes and stuff there there's also a card game in this now like a competitive like a puzzle game game. thing it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like a very 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 simplified version of gwent and the witcher mixed with uh match three so Hmm. and 
the way I kind of described it to uh, my co-host Ed is like it's kind of like a match three meets Texas Hold'em where like you kind of have to match three cards, but your total has to be higher than the person across from you. Oh, OK. And then and then once somebody loses all the cards in their deck, the match is over. Uh, it was really fun, though. It was I, I really didn't pick up all the mechanics because I can I only played like two rounds of it. But it seemed like a cool mechanic. And each kind of hub world has multiple taverns that you can challenge people in to uh, to this game and uh, kind of earn new kind of gear and, and cards that way. So but it's all like A.I., right? Like you can't challenge people online or anything like that. You can't play online, but you can. It's couch co-op or couch competitive so mm-hmm. if you guys just want to play a competitive card game you guys oh, okay. can play together that's so. cool so there's an extra multiplayer game in there pretty much where you can just do that yeah that could be yeah. cool i mean depending which, on how good it is which after after i talked to them about it and kind of talked about it on on our show i was like how are they going to do that because how are you going to hide your cards from the other player oh so, yeah they need like but a, maybe another they, screen or maybe something. there's a mechanic in there Maybe there's a mechanic in there that I just like kind of don't understand yet because like I really didn't get the full understanding of the game. Really, uh, it looks like it would take a normal person like three or four tries to get it down. Me, probably like 10. So <laughs> so well, there's cards that are like uh, community cards that you're using to build your deck. Like you said, like Texas Hold'em. Like so there's stuff laid out mm-hmm. and you're matching it with what you have in your hand. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, it was cool, though. I, I really in- enjoyed the. uh I'm not a big card game guy, but I thought it was a cool kind of extra thing they kind of threw in there. Sure. Um, plus, like, if you get extra stuff and extra magic and extra, you know, like, kind of meal tickets from it, like, I'll definitely play it because you want to kind of max out your life and stuff. But, yeah, King of Cards looks to be awesome. And, I mean, I'll take I'll take three three world maps of Shovel Knight mm-hmm. to play. So. Yeah. Did you play through uh, uh, Did you play through all of Spectre Knight? That was the last one that came out, right? Yeah, yeah, Spectre Knight was awesome. Yeah, I, I actually actually bought a Spectre Knight T-shirt while I was there. Oh, nice! Yeah, cool. No, that's cool yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the uh, first games I got for the Switch was a Spectre Knight, and I, I haven't played it all the way through, but I did play it for a while, and I did like it a lot. So I have to finish that before King of Cards come out. There's still no release date for that, I guess, for the game or the amiibo, right? Yeah, they said they said soon. Which yeah. I'm like, well, what does soon mean? Does <laughs> yeah. that mean like May or does that mean like August? I think uh, I don't yeah. know. That seems to be what a lot of people are saying. You yeah, know, I think they want to make one last big push at E3. Yeah, too. That's only know, like a, it's like yeah, it's only like so. three months away, so it's almost there. Yeah. What was uh? I was trying to think. Uh, you played a uh, so yeah. Let's talk about a. Uh, I know you. I knew you played that. Um, the rhythm. The rhythm. Uh, game. What's it oh, called? Just just shapes and beats. Yeah, shapes and beats. You got to play that yeah, game. That game like, how's that? That game was cool. Like that soundtrack. Like I, I don't want to play the game. I just want to listen to the soundtrack because I'm not great at rhythm games or bullet hell games. And if you mix them together, that just sounds like a big disaster for me. But like, yeah, it looks really hard. The the music was awesome. Yeah, watch, it was. It, it's some of the best music I think I've heard in a in a game in a long time. Yeah, watch the video of it, and it looked really tough, but the music sounded cool. But I'm so I'm super intrigued by it. Like out of the their Nindy presentation, I think like that and the Messenger were like two that I was really really into or right, yeah the message the messenger was cool too it, i mean if you like if you like nes ninja ninja gaiden like uh, the messenger is is just that did like, you did you make it to down where, to the running did you make it to the part where it changes though because what i've heard it's like it's ninja gaiden until you like go to the future and then it becomes like metroid so yeah that's what i heard yeah like I, when you time travel i yeah i played through i played through the i don't know, eight minutes 
in about three of those minutes, I was stuck in a text box kind of scrolling through to teach you how to use the time mechanic. I'm like, come on, I just want to, I just want to play and like figure it out. Yeah. Uh, But that initial kind of burst literally feels just like Ninja Gaiden for NES. And then you kind of go through this time travel uh, mechanic which turns the game from 8-bit to 16-bit and then it, I didn't get to to a part where it kind of felt Metroid-y it still kind of felt like Ninja Gaiden but you know kind of I don't know more fl- more fluid and less NES style uh, but there there's a point where like you go back in time and you have to solve a puzzle when you travel back in time that will change the effects of the 16-bit part mm. uh, but you know if, if you fight if you like cut down a tree in the 8-bit world, there's going to be a new kind of obstacle in your way in the 16-bit world, which is where I think the Metro or the Metroid aspect of the game will kind of mm-hmm. become more interesting. That so, sounds really cool. Yeah. So you can go and from I, one to the other, I guess, and back and forth. Yeah, but I only got to use the time mechanic like once or twice before they kind of like, you know, the demo was over. Mm-hmm. So. They were they were on a timer. Some cool DLC for that game would be like you go to different eras expand upon it do 32 bit we kind of talked about a little bit before but i think think there's no reason they couldn't like hey here's a new pick you can go to you know 64 bit or whatever you know jump around in time and do different eras like that well then it would have to be 3d though i mean that's that would take a lot to make to make a dlc 3d thing you know you should have used a time surprise you should have used a time ability to go back and play the demo more I know. Yeah, can they do that? <laughs> I they, that demo had a huge line by the time I got there, though. Oh I mean, yeah, on, I was I played it on Friday, and like that, it it had its own indie mega booth booth, and then it was also in the Nintendo booth, and both both stations had a line. Mm. And so, do you feel like the um, the lines kind of corresponded to the attention that each game was given in the direct? Like that game seemed to be one of the main focuses, so it makes sense that people wanted to see that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was kind of weird, but like, yeah, I guess if you're thinking just this the straight uh, Nindies showcase, the the games that people seem to be more excited about were getting more attention. But that uh, the the weird pool game was getting a oh, lot I, of attention. Yeah, really? I, mean, yeah I was excited that. about that one. Oh, did yeah, you play that? I, did you play I, the weird? I, I tried to play. I tried to play it, but the line that line was just about as long as wow. the Dark Souls one. Oh, wow. Could you kind of gauge the reaction on that one? Like people enjoyed it. Could you tell? Yeah, the, I mean, the people that were playing it were like laughing and and like having a good time. And I was trying to gauge a feel for the game. Really, it looked it looks cool. I mean, it, it has a really cool art style, and it, it looks like a it kind of looks more like a puzzle game than a like an adventure game because like yeah. you're trying to hit the the characters in the right direction and like the world. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Pool Met Mini Golf almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it looks cool. Like I want to see more of it, and I I actually wish I could have played it. But you know, any Marble Madness in there? Or is that off? <laughs> I, w- I wish Marble Madness was in there. I want a Marble Madness remake. What, what, I don't care. What about? Pin- I don't care. I don't care. They just straight port it. I just want it. What about Pinball Quest? Do you remember that game? <laughs> oh, I had that game. That game was great. I have that game. I, I bought it for cheap. Uh, I didn't get to play it because my NES died before I played it. But, but yeah, Pinball Quest. Uh, putting an RPG still, and a pinball together. It's just, I know. love that. This still ranks up there for me for like <laughs> for most creative yeah. ideas for a video game. Mm. Yeah. So, it's like Odama without the talking. It was way before <laughs> Odama. Yeah, it was the beginning of Odama. So what What else uh, What else did you play? Um, 
I know that what was it? What was that light game? The the one where you uh, I forget what it's called. It was in the it was oh, in the light, Indies. Lightfall. Yeah, Lightfall. The two my two favorite indie games that that are coming to Switch. Uh, Lightfall, which is a a fast paced kind of action platformer, kind of like meets. You know, I kind of I kind of on my on my show I kind of said like Sega should look Lightfall if they want to make a 2D like a modern 2D Sonic game. Because it, it it really captures that sense of speed without feeling kind of too fast. Mm-hmm. And it really, really kind of captures that vertical exploration that Sonic kind of wanted to do, but you couldn't really do it because you were moving too fast. The whole hook of the game is you create platforms to jump off of to move through the world faster. Okay. So when, when, when you're like jumping through the air and you need to hit, like you hit the jump button again to create a platform, but the platform, like, there's some kind of like math behind under the hood where like it judges where you're moving and it puts a platform where you're predicted to land. Yeah. So you can, you can kind of move seamlessly without trying to guess where you're going to have to land. Oh yeah. So like, like I would jump, I would jump across this river. I would lay, lay a block in the river, jump on the block and then do like this jump up. Like they had like a, staggered pillars and just did this crazy wall jump mm. slide under some spikes and then jump in the air again and create three uh three more blocks jumping across and because you can create up to four blocks at the same time and then they kind of disappear after you jump off of them uh, so it it just felt really good to play man and the in the art direction too like everything in the foreground is black and it's kind of the whole game is kind of silhouetted but the background is all kinds of these bright blues and purples and pinks and and just kind of like swirly white wind gusts and stuff it it's such a pretty game oh yeah sounds cool yeah you know it looks cool sounds like am i am i hearing that maybe uh, you didn't so much like sonic mania and and the level design of that i i tried sonic mania i just i just couldn't get into it and oh really like i and i was a genesis kid growing up too like i didn't have a super nintendo till after 64 came out and I played Son- I played Sonic One obsessively, and Sonic Two kind of. I still think Sonic One's the best Sonic game. Like I'm one of those people, but uh, it's good. And going yep. going back to play them, I'm like, man, Sonic really is just kind of like okay. But and I just I couldn't get in Sonic Mania at all. Because mm. my issue with Sonic, I'm I'm, I'm kind of responding to uh, what you're saying about the other game. What's it called? Light, 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 lightfall, lightfall. lightfall. Yeah, because my critique of Sonic Mania, I, I liked the game, but I thought the level design was at times very confusing. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that you're going fast in that game, but sometimes you're like speeding forward and then something knocks you back and then you're going this way, that way. And I felt too much like sometimes it was almost on rails and zipping all around. Yeah, and I lost a sense of where I was, but it sounds like uh, this game, you're, you, know, you get that nice sense of speed, but you feel like you have an absolute control over it. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's more right. obstacles like because in Sonic, I know what you're saying, like you either have like a row of spikes that are in front of you or like one of the springs that knock you backwards or something will just fly yeah. on screen randomly stop and then get right. in your way and then keep going. Whereas Lightfall, like the sense of speed, they want you to keep feeling that momentum. So if something gets in your way, you can you can drop a platform, jump over the thing and then just keep going or you know do a like a a slide underneath it or whatever uh nothing really ever feels in your way you just have mm-hmm. to of of what's happening on screen and uh you know it 
that the sense of speed that that game gives you feels it feels like you're moving fast, but at a controlled kind of fast mm-hmm. instead of kind of overwhelmingly fast like Sonic feels sometimes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of. But, right, well, now I'm interested in that game. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out, Jeff. Definitely look up a YouTube trailer or something. Uh, there's actually one of the there's three types of blocks you can drop, where it's the basic platform one. And then there's like a, a power block, which powers like boats and, and platforms and stuff that you need to like elevators and stuff, which I didn't really see too much of that in the game. Uh, but then there's like the lore block, which you get to these shrines type things and you activate a, a, a lore block and you go into this separate kind of world that gives you backstory of, on like the lore of Lightfall. And it's actually kind of cool that you can sit there and read about the lore of the game. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of like take a break from speeding through it. Oh yeah, so you can find out like what the reasoning for whatever the conflict is, or like where it comes from, and all that. Yeah, mm. yeah. So there's it, probably it really cool. Probably no release date on that one either, right? I'm sure. <laughs> uh, they want to. Re- they want it. It's out on Steam now, and the Switch version's coming this summer. Okay. So yeah, it's uh. Definitely trying to wait for that Switch version because it, it feels like a really cool game that you can progress through part of the game in like 15 minutes and feel like you accomplished something or you can mm-hmm. sit down for a couple hours and just kind of mash through the worlds. It's cool. Yeah. No, it sounds like a lot of fun. It was like a lot of these were like shown so quickly in the Nindy presentation that it's mm-hmm. – I can imagine it's like really cool to go see them and actually get to play them, you know, like right at, pretty much directly after – Actually, because that yeah. one, I felt like they yeah. just showed it for a second, you know, and then it was like on to the next thing, you know. So yeah, Did you get to they, see Western Loathing. Uh, uh-uh. I didn't get to see it. Was that it there? Was, yeah, that's that was the uh, the kind of stick figure kind of yeah Western. Yeah, yeah, it was it was there. I just it didn't really pique my interest, so oh, I, didn't, okay. I didn't. But it it wasn't like they it was on the nintendo thing that it was in the nintendo booth but it wasn't in the nintendo booth it was over in the the indie mega booth section so that was kind of weird because like it was kind of advertised as being in the nintendo booth mm. it just just wasn't there what else about, i would have played it because i played everything else except for that pool game uh, what about uh the sushi strikers you played that right uh yeah i didn't i didn't really understand the game <laughs> Like it's kind of like this match three game, and the, and the the unit kind of took it crashed while I was playing it. Mm. There's a lot of like crashing units at PAX. Oh jeez! Uh, like five or six units crashed on me while I was trying to play games at PAX, and it, it just kind of like I get it. They're test builds and stuff. But it was kind of a little bit frustrating. <laughs> mm. uh, but the what I played at Sushi Strikers was, uh, you know, it's kind of like a weird puzzle game, kind of weird matching puzzle game where like i actually feel like the 3ds version is the superior version in this in this way because of two screens because the the game is very vertical and you can plan out moves ahead and and the 3ds gives you more kind of room to see what's happening Mm. uh whereas the switch version kind of has that limited screen real estate so yeah uh, i was playing it it was was cool though it had a really cool art style and, and everything but yeah, no, I liked it a lot, like what I saw of it. And I was glad that it was coming out to the Switch because, you know, I love my 3DS, but I love the Switch a little bit better. And it's easier for me to stream it and like to record it and stuff like that on the Switch because they don't have a way to do it on 3DS. So I've pretty much gone to for that one whenever it's on both. Yeah, um, I kind of wish I kind of wish they would like 
have a 3ds virtual console at some point on the switch where like because you know how the namco museum you can kind of turn the switch vertical and just play yeah. it with one joy con sideways mm. or vertical ways and i, I think like if you're going to do 3ds virtual console that could be a way to do it if they mm. had provided a joy con with specific uh buttons and stuff so sure well, did you play Punch Out the arcade? Yeah, I was gonna say the the Punch Out did it kind of like that, where they put the two screens next to each other, so that could be a way yeah. to do it. To have yeah, that. I got us all very excited I, last week for for potential. I know. Water. I heard how excited you guys were for, yeah. for Punch Out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I I didn't get. I haven't played Punch Out yet. I need to, but I I've been kind of spending my money elsewhere, prepping for <laughs> this this. Like you know, we're having. Oh yeah, you've been you've been paxing. Yeah, that's paxing that heat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, paxing that heat. It was very warm in there. It oh yeah, very sweaty. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, especially with the huge lines and all that. Is yeah, there any, I kind of wish any... some people that were in front of me would have taken a shower before they went. But <laughs> oh, that's okay. Oh yeah, most gaming conventions they should have a hose out front before you get in. No, right. What if you're carrying no. a switch with you or something? It'll fuck it up. <laughs> Did you yeah, see? Yeah, what it? if your costume is water, not water resistant, rather? Yeah, I don't want to mess up your cosplay or whatever. Did Did you see a whole lot of switches there, like in the public, like were people playing them? Yeah, every like probably one out of every three people was playing a switch. Nice. Or I I saw I saw probably half whatever people weren't playing a switch. A lot of them were playing 3ds's, and then uh, I saw two Vitas. So oh wow, Vitas a, even. Yeah, I'm really curious for the MGC, like how many switches we'll see. Because last year when we went, like the switch was just out, and like it, you couldn't really find it anywhere. And now it's been like a, you know a year later with it being like right. a hot system and all that. I'm really excited to see how many I'll see. You know, because you don't really it makes see me wish that they would there. continue the street pass with, with yeah, switch. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was, right. Really, that was always fun to go to a convention and like for the longest time I had street maybe, pass. like three friends, five friends on my 3ds, and then in an instant when I went to one convention, it blew up and got totally full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Yeah, kind of. I did that for ahead, MGC sorry. too. No, I was just saying. Uh, did you bring your 3DS with you for PAX East? Did you try that out? Uh, I I took my 3DS and my Switch, but I I didn't take them with me into the convention because I'm like, because like, mm. first of all, the bag line was about an hour and a half long to get into the convention if you had a oh, bag. Yeah. Oh, so oh, yeah. So we yeah. we just decided like, okay, well, we're just not going to take a bag because we can walk right wow. in. Wow. So. I mean, I I kind of wish I had my Switch when I was standing in line, but there were points where I was like, I'm here to play these games. I'm not here to play my Switch. So sure, right? Yeah, true. Yeah, but the street passes. <laughs> oh, street pass. Sorry, sorry, 3ds. You're uh, yeah. That system's about to be retired. I think. Well, I don't know. They have they have games like slated through 2019. So. I know, yeah, no. and like some of my favorite <laughs> games are coming, like Luigi's Mansion and, ba- and Bowser's Inside Story, yeah, yeah. 3DS. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, yeah, like Bowser's. It's just so confusing that they're those are coming out in 2019. Like those are finished games on other systems. Like, why are you waiting so long to put them out? Well, uh, just give me Luigi's yeah. Mansion on Switch yeah. Virtual Console. I don't even care. Copy paste, mm. whatever. Save as. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Luigi, you could, but. Bowser, like Bowser's Inside Story, you can't really do on Switch because a lot of it's like two screened, and you know yeah. it's just made for made for that. But I don't know. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna miss that. Is there any is there any games that we were forgetting? I know there are a couple that you played that I don't think we really need to talk about. Like like um, 
Hyrule Warriors. I don't really care about that game. Yeah, um, I mean that I saw the Breath of the Wild costumes. They look cool, and I yeah. I played a Zelda a little bit, and it was like she's cool. But I mean, it's it's Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, Travis Tra- Travis Strikes Again was really cool. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Let's fucking talk about that one. Like that one's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it kind of felt like uh if if Devil May Cry like and and Bayonetta and Batman Arkham that combo system kind of merged together into one fighting style and kind of went top down oh, wow. we're like you're, you're pulling off all these stylish moves and stuff and then uh if there's another guy near you you automatically kind of gravitate towards that character that guy and like kind of continue your combos and it looks really mm-hmm. cool and the level designs were pretty cool you know it kind of looked like if if tron and kind of like the matrix kind of merged into one the level i was playing at least it was really cool and the the cool thing was like while I was in the Nintendo booth, Suda51 was there in the Nintendo booth and just picked up a controller and started playing with one of the fans. And then oh, as, wow. soon as, yeah. as soon as that as soon as that happened, like a huge crowd of people kind of swarmed him. And I was like, well, <laughs> I, I want to get my picture taken where like one of my one of my friends, Joey Ferris, uh, he his YouTube channel is uh, Ferris Wheel Productions. Like he got a picture with him and I was like, oh, I, I hate you so much. I tried so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I but saw it was, somebody on NBC had a picture with him too. Yeah, yeah, it was cool that, that he was cool. there though, just like playing his game with fans. It was really cool. Yeah, that's um, badass. Like that he that he came along to be like, you know, and just kind of like just randomly like start playing with you. That's really cool. You know, yeah, it shows like how passionate. That must he, be pretty cool for a developer that. like that. You know, you know who is um, you know well known, but not necessarily at a Miyamoto level where like you know he's been in Time Magazine and and regular people know his face, but to like be working on your game for a long time and then be able to finally just step out on the floor with the real fans and be recognized and be appreciated. Mm-hmm. That must be pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, Travis, Travis strikes again. is going to be cool. You know, I, I was, I did, I liked no more heroes, but I didn't really like get into it. I never finished it or anything. I never played the sequel, but no, two this is was the like, best one. this was like, really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, well, I'm good to, I'm glad to hear that. Cause I, I heard a review not a review, a preview recently uh, that said, don't get your hopes up. Basically, they were trying to like temper expectations because people were saying, oh, it's like another No More Heroes. So it's not, it, though. Yeah, it's not. It, it's, it's not, not really no like heroes. It's no, not, it's, no it's, yeah. it's not No More Heroes 3, but yeah. it is a sequel to 2, but it's not a proper No More Heroes. So mm-hmm. like it's it's more of a top down kind of action game than a kind of like a whatever no more heroes one was kind of like a semi-open world where you do random tasks for Mm -hmm. people you kind of get sucked into these random video games and you play fix the viruses that have infected these Mm -hmm. games so depending on what game you get sucked into depends on the action that's happening on screen so might be a little bit different depending on what level you're in so that's kind of the hook of the game, mm-hmm. and it's co- and it's co-op. The whole game is co-op, so yeah. that's cool. You should you should really play No More Heroes two, because uh, No No More Heroes one wasn't really that great, but I loved two. Like two was my favorite out of all of them. Was well, two the one that had the like open kind of open world like map where you like went from place to place? Well, they both kind of did, but in one you like had to do like. Grand Theft Auto, where you like drove a car from one to another, yeah. but there's nothing yeah. there, so it was a complete waste of time. Whereas, like, a, didn't he, have a, he, had a, he had a bike or something, right? Yeah, he has a bike, but in like, two, yeah. in two, it's yeah, like set up like Mario World, like where empty. you go from like one to another. Yeah, no, two was way better because I cut out the stupid open world that didn't make that made made no sense, 
And like, you know how you would have to do jobs and stuff in the first one mm-hmm. to make money? They basically made those jobs into 8-bit games, like into retro games that you play. So it was a lot more fun. And the story made more sense. Like 2 was awesome. Like I I love I love 2. 1 was like kind of was disappointing, but you should definitely check out 2. Like cuz I think that one is a better con- conveys the series better. And that's what I thought from this Travis Returns or Travis Strikes Again. Is it reminded me of all those like side games that you had in two, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. they're gonna make a game that's like pretty much all those because they were all like these, you know, like smaller retro style games that you play for money and stuff. I was like, oh, they'll do that, but they'll make them more like indie, and that's kind of what I got from the trailer originally. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's kind of yeah, that's kind of what you're describing is kind of what that game is. Is like a, I I know a little bit about two to say that like yeah, that's what they're going for. Mm-hmm. So. uh couple more games that kind of caught my interest but you know we'll see well okay caught my interest is kind of a overstatement shack fu i play a little bit of shack fu which is coming to switch yeah. it's uh it's not very good and it's yeah. uh kind of racist <laughs> yeah no it is well, I, I watched it yeah, yeah it is i yeah. watched a trailer for it and uh well they're very much going into like the um you know like the chinese like the big hats and stuff like that and it's very like like may you know like maybe we shouldn't be doing this anymore but it's supposed to be funny i guess i don't know yeah it's uh it was interesting to play it was kind of it's not like it's a bad game mechanically it's just mm-hmm. it's just kind of boring like yeah. there's not a, enough enemy variety because like I, pl- I played for like 20 minutes and the whole time i was playing only like one other person was playing it while i was playing it and there's five booths set up for it so mm, yeah, I don't I think mean, there's a but, whole lot of excitement like, for Shaq the one Fu. thing. The one thing I didn't really care about in that game was like they the brawler mechanics are are kind of archaic to where like if you're moving up and there's an enemy kind of up above you on the plane, you can't hit them upwards. You have to be standing beside them to hit them. Mm. And that oh, wow. that was that was kind of annoying. And like the the enemy design was kind of like they kind of they kind of like overwhelmed you with enemies more than like having creative enemy types so like you're sitting there kind of being overwhelmed by this by multiple of the same enemies instead of you know fighting two or three different enemy types at the same time and then there's this one part where i clearly thought it was a mini boss and it took me probably a good five minutes to fight this mini boss i was like okay that's cool i fought the mini boss i get to the next area and it's a bridge so it's like a skinnier kind of Uh area to work with there's three of the same mini boss on this bridge. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Guess guess I'm fighting three of them now. And like, I got this one power up at the very end of the demo, and and it was a uh, kind of like this big metal suit with lasers. I kind of felt like Krang from Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like shooting all these kind of semi racist caricatures of Asian Asian characters, yeah, <laughs> like with lasers and this big robot suit. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> so. So uh, was it was it kind of tongue in cheek like the the advertisement was you know the advertisement acknowledged that the first game was terrible. Does the it's game trying the to thing? be. It's trying to be, yeah. and it it would be funny if this game was better than the first game. But it's it's kind of the same as the first game. I would almost say the first game is better because it's more creative and has more enemy variations and stuff. Wasn't this? Yeah. Wasn't the first game a fighting game? Or was uh, it? One of well, the boss battles were fighting games, but it was also a brawler, a side-scrolling brawler until oh, okay. you got to the boss battles. Yeah, I have so the, it, I have the game, the and I haven't really played it. Game. But it must have had like a two-player one-on-one fighting mode. Yeah, uh-huh. right. Yeah. yeah, that's probably what we're thinking of. But uh, yeah, 
I believe we're getting it for free though, right? Because you got an NBA Playgrounds, right, Corey? I did too. So yep. So we yep, get to play that for game free, for free. So, yeah. Yay. Oh, I didn't know that. Money on that. Yeah, because I wouldn't play money for it, but I was like, I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, I bought NBA Playgrounds. I get that. Yeah. I get that game for free. I'll, I'll do like a, you know, like a new Switch Thursday stream or something with it, and probably never play it again after that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll t- I'll I'll download it, play it for like five minutes, and be like, I'm good. I'll just. Go back to collecting moons and Mario or something. I don't well, know. I'll find like, something new by then to play. Well, I mean, um, like Dark Souls or Wolfen or Wolfenstein, like all that other stuff we talked about. That sounds really cool. Yeah, all the good games that are coming out. Yeah, Shaq Fu. The, it would be kind of fun if this game started a trend of of new releases of notoriously bad games. Chaos in the Windy City. Switch. Chaos in the Do Windy it. City is the next one coming <laughs> up. Back. Yep. Yeah, the Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City, which I have that game too. That game's amazingly. It's just ridiculous. No, maybe. Maybe yeah. this will just spawn a Charles Barkley shut up and jam yeah. game. Yeah, Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah. Shut up and jam. They oh should... my gosh! I remember I wanted NBA Jam so bad, and my parents bought me Barkley shut up. Oh and no! Jam. Oh wow! So that's a was... oh, fatal parent mistake. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I had the same thing happen when uh, Galaxy came out. At I wanted Galaxy for Christmas, and I got Super Paper Mario, which is yeah. like okay, okay, yeah. but you know, close. Yeah. Not Galaxy. I, I That's it. rough. Yeah. Garage was pretty cool. That oh, was yeah. in the indie showcase. It kind of felt like uh, a darker, grittier Zombies Ate My Neighbors, uh-huh. which was cool. And like they kind of positioned it as a twin stick shooter, but it wasn't really a twin stick shooter. It was kind of like, okay, I can use the right stick to go wherever I want and shoot wherever I want. And you could use you could use the the right stick to to aim and stuff, but if you're facing that direction, you're gonna shoot anyway. So. Um, it was cool, and then uh, Dead Cells was, is kind of like the last big standout. Oh yeah, yeah, Dead Cells. That one's supposed to be yeah. really good. I don't really know much about it though, but I know I've heard people talk it. Talk it's it a out. it's a mm-hmm. rogue light kind of Castlevania e game where like you have this big sprawling map that you can explore, and there's kind of like four distinct areas where there's a kind of like a boss dungeon. But the boss dungeons are procedurally generated where like the the map, the main map is always the same, but the boss dungeons are are procedurally generated uh-huh. and you kind of have to explore the map and, and kind of save up these this currency called cells to to have upgrades. And uh, you can find upgrades throughout the map, but if you die, you lose those. But the upgrades you get from buying cells or using cells to buy your upgrades, you get to keep those upgrades. Oh, okay. So you're kind of progressively getting p- more powerful, but uh, you can you can lose weapons. You can not find the same weapons in the areas uh, that you found them before. Graphically, oh my gosh, this is one of the prettiest pixel art games I've seen since Shovel Knight, probably. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, the animations are fluid. The movement and just moving through the world feels really good. The attacks feel really responsive and... Uh, you know, I was ta- I was talking to the dev because he was standing there, kind of manning the the Nintendo station, and like, <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to ask questions when their native language isn't really English, you know. And he was trying to explain the game the game to like a, and and I'm I'm sorry, I'm not really trying to be mean, but like kind of broken English in a loud kind of uh, convention center, and you can kind of I try to pick up bits and pieces of what he was saying and. He's like, oh, take take the shield because you're kind of a new player, and you know there's a there's a bow there's a bow and a shield laying on the ground in the same area, and you can only k- pick one to take with you as your secondary weapon. And uh, he's like, take the shield since you're kind of a newer player. And, and of course, I took the bow because I want to see what the bow feels like. Mm-hmm. 
and I kind of die within the, and within like five minutes. Uh, and so I took the shield the next time and the shield actually really helps because you can parry attacks back to people and, um, you know, kind of use it as a secondary maneuver over the bigger enemies where you can kind of jump on the shield to roll over the enemies. Mm. So that was kind of like a cool uh, catch to it. So uh, Dead Cells is definitely something you should look out for if you're into, uh, you know, I'm not really into roguelikes or roguelites or anything, but this game is, I went from not caring about this game at all to probably a day one purchase because it, it felt so good to play. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't really know much about the roguelike, roguelite, whatever. But uh, I just I just had heard people talk about it, so I was like, oh, you know. And a lot of these nindies are just kind of like, you know, we'll see when it releases and how it compares to whatever else is coming out at the time, and I'll probably end up getting it if there's nothing else huge. Or yeah. They don't all release on the same day or something, you know. But it would be really nice to see release dates for them. I mean, I don't know why they haven't, but I don't think any yeah. of them have gotten the ones that are supposed to come out in spring, which is like now. Yeah, the the the, the Dead Cells guy kind of said that like Nintendo kind of likes to manage the their they kind of have like an they kind of put the indies where their big game like the big AAA games aren't coming out, and mm-hmm. the high profile indies will kind of fill the gaps. Yeah, you know, so like you know, Donkey Kong, Hyrule Warriors, and and Dark Souls all come out in May, but there's that one week where they'll probably fit some sort of high profile indie in there. Uh, and the Yacht Club guys said the same thing, where like they can't, they're trying to position a release date around how Nintendo's kind of releasing their stuff, mm-hmm. and then they'll kind of wiggle their way in wherever. Uh, so, but cool. Is, yeah, is, was there is there anything else you wanted to say about PAX East or? Was that was that most of the games? Um, that was that was most of the stuff coming to Nintendo. Mm. Uh, I think I covered everything coming to Nintendo. The only other game that you know I, I would say keep an eye out for if you're an if you don't if you have like an Xbox or something, which you know was originally an Xbox exclusive, but they said Xbox first, other consoles to come, and I bet mm. that's because the Switch has taken off and they want to put it on there. Is below for Xbox. Okay. It's kind of like a Zelda light kind of survival game where you ha- kind of have to manage food and water intake but it's very exploration heavy with you just put headphones on and listen to the music and kind of explore this world there's there's some enemies in it but they're not like they're just these little kind of black fox creatures that kind of crawl around the world and uh you collect the light from them to to open doors and stuff so blow is really cool cool did you play that uh logos games game or whatever oh, De- it's called decay of logos the yeah, zelda like was, was that yeah. there that's yeah, a Switch game too, that. right? It's coming. It's coming to Switch at some point. Uh, uh-huh. They're releasing on PS4 first. I did. I did forget to say that. Uh, it's cool. It's got a really cool art style. The weapons are cool. Uh, very, very Breath of the Wild esque. Where it, down to like it has what's called shrines and then the big dungeons like mm. uh, the Divine Beast. Like the art style, I would say, is kind of a sharper version of Wind Waker. Kind of dark. If Wind Waker had a darker tone to it, but very exploration heavy the the mounts are cool and i i used a bow staff in the game because i was like well this is different than zelda i want it to feel a little bit different than zelda but still have that zelda feel mm-hmm. and uh the combos and stuff are really cool yeah it was cool i only played about seven or eight minutes of it though um the a lot of the the high profile indies were kind of like the lines where they were trying to get people through the line and stuff but what i played was really cool combat felt fluid mm-hmm. everything so yeah, and it kind of looks more like a Wind Waker, right? Like it's like more cartoony yeah. and all that. Yeah, it it's kind of like if Wind Waker kind of had a lot of greens and and browns, uh, and and kind of navy blues instead of the bright greens and and bright blues and purples. So mm. yeah, 
Yeah. No, I mean, any sort of uh, Zelda-type game I'm totally into, especially if it looks looks more cartoony and all that. Yeah. Totally down for it. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely really cool. And then uh, Guacamelee 2 was really good, was really good too. And I'm yeah. sure that'll make its way to Switch at some point. I hope so. I mean, Guacamelee 1 was on Wii U, so I would have yeah. to figure it would find its way over. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, so, uh, Pax was Pax was awesome. I, if any anybody gets a chance to go, like I would, I would try to to make it at least one day. Uh, I would try to go the first day because it's usually the the least busy. And you usually get to do most of what you want to go there for. You know, I would say if you're going to go for two or three days, check out some of the panels. Uh, The panels were really cool. Uh I only got to go to one this year, but the first year I went, I went to two panels and the panels are always fun. So Uh how much was the ticket? I think with tax and fees and everything, each day was like fifty three dollars. That's reasonable. Yeah. Uh Because like where where they get you is like food and hotels and Uh and the drive out there obviously was wasn't cheap so but it was a good time are you are you planning on going to e3 also since that's public uh, not this year <laughs> i i wish but not this year i do plan on getting out there at some point uh, we'll see i'm i'm trying to like go to at least one convention a year for sure yeah on, so yeah uh but but pax is like pax is the one to go to i think e3 is more like as excited as i would be to go to e3 i think pax is more consumer friendly where mm-hmm. you know you actually get to sit play the games and actually get to talk to the people making the games and stuff whereas e3 i feel like would just be like oh, i'm gonna stay in line for four hours to play i don't know whatever is there head. yeah i don't know <laughs> so. yeah or like uh or whatever nintendo has smash brothers pokemon right Android, whatever Right. Whatever shows up there. Cool. Um, well, uh, thanks. Thanks for being on and talk to us about packs and all that. I could, we definitely could not have uh, have not given all the information that you did for that. It seemed like you definitely got a lot of cool shit from the people there. And uh, yeah, it's good to hear that uh, the big ones like Dark like uh, Dark Souls and uh, Wolfenstein are looking really good. So yeah, I'm excited about both yeah. of those. Yeah, that that was probably the most exciting thing was to see these bigger kind of AAA mm-hmm. games that you know Nintendo kind of lacks in some of the areas in the past console generations it's kind of nice to see those games kind of pop up and and Uh run well and and do well so cool yeah all right well uh that's uh that's been our episode uh 116 or 116 116 um you know you can find us at nintendomainpodcast.com and we can find uh we can find you Corey, at uh what's your uh what's your twitter and all your different stuff uh you can find me at Corey and hd on twitter and instagram and you can find uh my stuff on youtube.com slash ngr radio and ngrradio.com nice yeah definitely yeah. check that out and i know i know you have a lot of uh videos as well from pax east that you guys can check out on there i'll put i'll put a link to the youtube on the uh description for the episode and you know you can find us at uh at, at nintendo underscore domain that's that's a twitter you can also find us at twitch.tv slash nintendo main podcast or youtube.com slash f-i-n-g-m-a-t-e-r fingmater can catch all of our stuff on there and uh thanks again for coming on man yeah, yeah thanks, thanks man thanks Thank you, thanks man. for having me it was uh, it yeah. was awesome yeah no problem nice to have you back cool uh we'll uh we'll see you next week when we talk about our our uh, mgc goodies and all that fun stuff see ya
to well they made their characters some... kind of look like final fantasy characters if that counts like his avatar like their hair is all final fantasy inspired <laughs> their hair is all poofy and crazy right and they all look like girls how many how many zippers did he have yeah right <laughs> way too many zippers <laughs>